Dreamers from across the world are coming together to awaken within the dream. Aloha shifters, dreamers, beautiful people from all over the magical holographic corners of this beautiful reality. This is Brendan and thank you so much for tuning in to another live recorded broadcast of a paradigm shift dream class another opportunity for us to be able to come together as a community to be able to practice engaging in conscious conversation and in particular to be able to talk about the aspects of dream exploration lucid dreaming astral projection metaphysics dimension infinity and beyond my name is brendan as i said aka skull babylon aka wolf shield and i am joined here by some fellow shifters who are equally awesome and guys please join me in unmuting your microphones and saying hello to the beautiful people of the internet who are tuned into this well, well, well. Hello, beautiful people. Aloha. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> what's up? Yo, yo, yo. What's up? Awesome, guys. Thank you guys so much for being here with me tonight at the start of the broadcast. We got some familiar faces and we're going to also be getting some new faces throughout the broadcast. We do have Ashley, Jimmy, Kaya, Kyle, Michael Pratt, Roman, and Stephanie. So as we get into this, I'm just going to give a quick introduction to those of you who may be new and then we're going to go around the circle and we're going to ask some questions questions about why dreaming is something these people are interested in. We'll ask each other the question of why should we be interested in studying more about dreams. So just as a preface to this, this broadcast is a branch of the bigger project at ParadigmShiftCentral.com, a real world interactive game to help shift consciousness. And we have ongoing interactive broadcasts that anybody can be a part of. So if you happen to be new to this, be sure to either join into this one or if you can check out and create your profile for free on the main website at paradigmshiftcentral.com and it is also about creating conscious media and it is about being able to practice being able to talk about these uh, things that we don't normally get a chance to talk about these uh, shifty topics as we refer to them as so being able to create conscious media is what we are doing right here right now so there are going to be hundreds of people who are going to live listen to this in the future as well so shout out to everyone listening to this whenever you are wherever you are and of course within this broadcast this is just an opportunity for us to be able to learn and for us to be able to explore what it means to awaken within the dream uh, this is something that we'll get into within this broadcast but for me personally just as a very short answer I think dreams are a very important thing to be able to look into because for me they are a very pivotal stepping point to be able to understand more about our multi-dimensional nature within this reality and what is the dream space if you've tuned into past dream classes you'll get a good idea of uh, what some of my individual thoughts are but we'll, uh, we'll we'll be able to bounce over some new ideas and some old ideas uh, throughout this broadcast as well because evidently even though the questions may be the same we ourselves have changed where we are and that's why it's worth always going back and uh, looking at topics so within this broadcast you'll be able to hear some cool perspectives hear some dream experiences that people have had and also be able to get some practical tips and tricks to be able to implement into your own dream practice to be able to work towards remembering your dreams achieving lucidity and uh, being able to experience more of what this hyperdelic reality has to offer so as we go through this let's uh, begin by passing the talking stick around the circle and we'll hear from some of the people here about why dreaming is something they're interested in with the basic question there's a few questions kind of there's one of the ways that we can phrase this is kind of what brings you to dream class is, is kind of the question and, and why are you interested in learning about dreams so if someone would like to volunteer to uh, take the talking stick first and then we will go around the circle 
with that question. And then from there, we'll uh, let the conversation unfold wherever it needs to go. So shout out to everybody tuned into this. And again, if you guys want to continue to share the show as we get going, that is greatly appreciated, even if you're listening to the recording. And even if you want to join, you can go through the main website and you'll find the link to join there. And it's also in the information for the YouTube video. So who would like to introduce themselves first and uh, share a little bit about what brings them to dream class and why dreams are something that are interesting to them. So we'll uh, pass the talking stick over to, even if you guys aren't new, that's totally cool. So I know no one here is super, super shy. So we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll give you guys, give you guys five seconds. Who's going to, who's going to jump in guys? Five, four, three, two, you guys are just so polite. All right. So we'll let Kyle, do you want to go first? I said Stephanie has her mic open. Stephanie has her mic open. Um, I wasn't hearing something, but I'm not sure if Stephanie, Stephanie is one of our new people, but if she would like to go first, she is more than welcome to. Stephanie, do you want to go first or do you you want to just... Yeah, Let's, I can go first. Yeah, then. that's absolutely. Okay, Stephanie, we'll pass the talking stick over to you. So uh, what brings you to dream class and why are you interested in uh, learning more about dreams and such and so forth? Go ahead. Well, I think that um, dreams are um, subconscious processing of past, present, and at times future. Um, and I think they're conveyed through a series of symbolism. Um, since awakening, I find that I have more experience with astral traveling, and I'm curious to know how much mm-hmm. astral traveling is actually um, considered, um, like how much of it is actually dreaming, and um, just want to explore that more because I think there's a lot to learn through dreaming, even though. Um, we experience things in a dream and we come across things that we're, we're not really sure of what we're experiencing. Um, but we can tie it into waking life. And there's a lot of experiences even that I've had that, um, I was actually more in a lucid, lucid dreaming where I was, uh, processing things and going through things in, the sleep state, but awake to, um, to, uh, process them on an inner level as a, as a way of healing. Um, cause sometimes a lot of things like trauma and things that happen to people in life, it's sometimes we lack closure. Mm-hmm. So when we're able to, um, through dreaming, it helps us to bring closure to awake to, to life on, um, I guess, waking in the wake state when we're, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm making myself really clear right now. Um, I, I, I believe that dreaming is just another way to heal self in, in our human form through spirit. Does that make sense? I think I think that's a good way of putting it, Stephanie. Yes, yes. Like that's you're you're right. You're right. Um, there's a lot of healing that that can potentially take place within the dreams. There's a lot of learning. So 
no, I think you, I think you definitely, definitely hit the nail on the head there. So cool. Stephanie, is, is, is there anything else you want to mention off the, off the top right now? And there's plenty more stuff we can bounce around with. So. Um, yeah, I don't have anything just yet. That's kind of like on the top of my head. That's perfect though. Cool. Cool. Awesome. Well, Stephanie, thanks for, thanks for joining in. Thanks. <laughs> cool. All right, guys. So, um, yeah, let's, let's keep bouncing around. So who would like to, to go next and thanks again to Stephanie. So, um, I'll just uh, pick a volunteer if need be, and uh, we'll uh, go with Jimmy. So Jimmy, we'll uh, get you to introduce yourself and uh, what brings you to dream class and why are dreams something people should pay attention to? What brings me to dream class? Well, let's see. And if you can just move the mic a little bit closer, I'll adjust your, go ahead. Hey, can you hear me now? Yeah, it's good enough. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Let's see, what brings me to dream class? Dreams have always been something that I've been absolutely fascinated with ever since I was a small child. I mean, lately, I, the trends that I've been having with my dreams have been somewhat confusing considering the majority of my dreams, like over the past week or so. Sorry, and Jimmy, all... do you want to... Yeah, sorry, do you want to turn off your radio? Is that okay? Yeah, hold on. yeah, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I love that song. <laughs> yeah, nothing but a good time. That's what we're having tonight is a good time, right? All right. Let's see. You and me both, Keith. But anyways, the same. The theme that reoccurring theme I seem to have been having lately is that I, don't know, I haven't really been recognizing any of the people that I've been involved with in my dreams lately, which is extremely strange trying to figure out what exactly that could mean but I mean with this show I'm constantly meeting new people every day so I guess that's just another way of symbolizing that I just need to keep moving forward I'm here to teach other people but you're also here to learn from those that you encounter you know in every moment but as far as attending this dream class we are here to discuss, like Stephanie was talking about, certain symbolisms, any meanings that you could possibly decipher through these dreams that you have. You know, maybe you don't have dreams on a nightly basis. Maybe every once in a while, you may you might have one dream a week. It just depends on who you are. You know, the stimulus that you are subjected to throughout your life throughout all of the events that occur around you but at the end of the day it all translates into reality that we are all here going through this experience for whatever it actually is and doing our best to learn to you know live with love as opposed to fear or any of the other negative emotions that you know that are constantly being portrayed especially here in the United States of America there's a you know there's always something that seems to be pushing people you know away from unification people seem to all be too focused on their own individual ideals as opposed to helping one another out granted you can see that people are beginning to wake up every day. And I would 
like to believe that technology is helping to awaken us within this reality. I mean, the main thing you can sit here and think about is that, okay, you have control over yourself. Trying to exert control over, over other people is basically impossible. So, I mean, the best thing you can do is to use whatever wisdom you have to attempt to guide those around you towards a better fulfillment and purpose for their own lives. Uh, I'm just sitting here drinking some tea from my love's cup. But I think you um something you said there, Jimmy, and, and we'll just bounce into a little bit of conversation as we kind of move through the introductions. Um the the idea of like are our dreams like something that can unify people? You know, like like our dreams in themselves. This is like kind of a big idea are, are, is if more of culture started studying their dreams, would that lead to world peace as, as like a big idea? Would that help unify people? Would that help? And, and to me, I think it would. I, I think it would because it's, it's part of a stepping stone that, again, through studying dreams, it's almost inevitable that as you go further down the rabbit hole, you begin to wake up. You begin to remember more about this reality, more about this idea that, like, we are more than just our physical body, that there is more to this. You know, as you start studying dreams, you start getting into the idea of understanding that we exist beyond the present moment, that we exist beyond, we exist in the future. And then the dream space is a place where we can receive information coming back to us. And we get that through the form of like premonition within dreams. I think again, you know, like the dreams are kind of like the one thing that, I mean, not necessarily the one thing, but they're one major thing that is incredibly absent within mainstream culture. And whether that's intentional or whether that's just like a byproduct of like the unconscious, but I think it is interesting um, that people are not talking about dreams. And if they were, how would that begin to change things? Um, even just today, I'll just give you a quick example and then I'll, I'll just pass the talking stick. Um, there's there's a, a, a buddy who I had a chance chance to talk to and uh, he's like a few years younger than me and I was just kind of telling him about like what I do with the Paradigm Shift Central project and I was actually saying oh you know tonight <clears throat> we have like a broadcast and we talk about dreaming and stuff like that and I, and I asked him like I'm like do you know what lucid dreaming is and he's like no I don't like I, I, I honestly don't so you know I kind of told him like lucid dreaming is when you're in a dream and you know you're in a dream and then as we started talking he actually began to open up and he was, he was like, he's like, yeah, you know, man, like I've had some like really, really interesting dreams. And then he's like, I swear I've had a dream where like I dreamt something and then it happened. And, he, and but, and then I was just like, I'm like, that's right on point. Is it just me or does Brendan seem kind of glitchy to anybody else? Am I glitchy guys? Is the audio? I can hear you all right over here, Mike. I think it's coming through. Okay. Yeah. So that might've no, just been yeah, no glitching. All right, cool. But thanks for checking out. That's fine. Um, so anyways, okay, just finishing on that point, like, it was just really interesting, because like, you know, this, this buddy of mine, he doesn't know much about dreaming. Yet, as soon as I started talking to him about it, he was instantly like, really, really, really interested. Like, the topic of dreaming is almost like quenching a thirst that people may or may not even know that they have in, in some way. And it may not necessarily be for everyone. You know, I think that's kind of the, the, the liberty of the soul in the sense that 
some people you could go up to them and you can try telling them be be like hey you should look into lucid dreaming or think not telling them to but encouraging them to look more into lucid dreaming and then some people might just be like nope not right now man but then some people are just like yes like i've been wanting to do this there there's something i'm drawn to about this and again i think it's a big part of it is this process is is about remembering it's not so much like trying to tap into information outside of us it's going through a process of like stepping into those kind of aha intuitive moments within us where we're just like whoa you know like that kind of makes sense and those can be some of the big ideas such as again you know like dreams are valuable dreams are something you want to pay attention to dreams allude to the idea that we exist more than just within this physical dimension so to speak anyways that was just something i wanted to mention going back onto jimmy's thing of can dreams unify the world and i think if we begin having those conversations it's a very important part within a bigger process of people awakening up to their potential and thus awakening to the collective unity which in turn down the rip through the ripple effect does bring about much more like lucidity and much more harmony within this world simply through the process of awakening to the idea that we're all connected in that sense more than just words but what do you guys think if anybody wants to jump in on that or Jimmy, we can pass it back to you and then go around the circle with more introduction introductions. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Go ahead guys. If anybody wants to jump in on that, if not, that's totally fine. Well, I'm just saying if somebody else wants to speak. Yeah. Um, all right, Jimmy, go ahead. If there's anything else you want to mention just um, in terms of why dreams are something people should be interested in or why you're interested in dreams if there's anything more and then we'll pass the talking stick to the next person well yeah i mean just like you were saying just mentioning lucid dreaming to somebody like you would be honestly surprised just how many people there are out there that have no idea what lucid dreaming actually is and they will just become completely blown away by the fact that they could even accomplish something you know as tangible as a lucid dream i mean at certain points i know i've experienced it where you know it feels more real than life at certain points uh, but it's also a matter of like you're saying it helps you realize that there is a multi-dimensional aspect to this reality that we are all truly connected to and it really you know, it's, it's a sombering way to even connect yourself even more here on this, you know, plane that we are all experiencing collectively. Like, yeah. It just, every day, like, sometimes you'll wake up and it'll, like, the dreams can help you, you know, resolve certain issues that you didn't even know you were actually having until you had that, that dream itself. Like, it's very strange that dreams can do that. They can help you realize things about yourself that you didn't even know were actually wrong. It's almost like you're saying there are certain dreams that you can have that, you know, it sometimes feels like, all right, I've experienced this all before. Like, it's weird to think that you can go throughout your life and then there are certain moments you can, you know you just sit there and have that feeling it feels like i've been through all of this before it's 
It's very strange to think about. It's and it's sometimes hard to grasp when you have that feeling because it's an indescribable feeling just within that certain moment. Like it's almost it's like super deja vu. It's almost as if when you were a child you had all of these experiences and you're sitting here remembering all of this for whatever reason and it's all leading towards some sort of ultimate goal or purpose that really isn't going to make sense until you actually reach that point within your life. It's also very strange. It makes yeah, me man. often wonder about just what this whole experience is all about. But I do know that it is about some form of collective unification of you know, the way humanity functions as a whole. It's mm-hmm. very strange. Yeah. I'll just um, bounce off of uh, one thing that you said, Jimmy, and then uh, we'll go around and just get some more basic introductions from people. But when you were just talking about lucid dreaming, um, yeah, again, when I was talking to my buddy and, I, and, and you know, he asked, he's like, I don't know what lucid dreaming is. And I told him, I'm like, lucid dreaming is when you can become aware you're dreaming in a dream. And he's like, is that when you can like control your dreams? And I'm just like, yeah, that's what that is. And he's just like, whoa, like he in in his mind like it, that wasn't really even a possibility like that wasn't something that is like part of his reality yet so like the prospect of that was something that really excited him in the same way that it can really really excite a lot of people and again you know like something that i talk about and the big reason why i i want to be able to create these classes and create this ongoing discussion is because uh i feel Uh, from my own intuition that the dream space, if I can explain it in like a really simple way, the dream space is actually like where we are from or is closer to where we are from. And then like that space, the astral dimensions is kind of like this place where spirit resides in a non-physical form, though it can take many forms. And then when it comes into this dimension, it's something it kind of steps into. And then every night when we go back into our dreams, we're kind of returning to where we are from. And it's that same place that we go to uh, after we die and even before we are born. And again, like that's where you get into the idea of within dreams, you can communicate with loved ones who have passed on and even like, again, getting like future information about yourself and communicating with other entities, uh, other conscious intelligences within your dreams and even share dream experiences with people so again studying dreams it it really is about the simple process of nasate ipsum know thyself knowing thyself as a multi-dimensional being within this reality who exists throughout multiple dimensions and that this physical body isn't just the only body and that we actually have like many bodies one of them being the astral body and so forth and so on but anyways let's keep bouncing around uh, a little bit more um jimmy uh just giving you another chance. Is there any last things you want to just say at the moment or are we ready to pass the talking stick to the next person? Just let us know. Yeah. Whoever wants to, you know, continue the conversation based off of anything that we have said, feel free to join in with us. Awesome. Sweet. Thanks, Jimmy. Well, we'll definitely, uh, again, guys, the big part of this broadcast is really just to be able to practice talking about these things practice talking about them here as a group so that when the time comes we can practice talking about these things in person with other people again 
planting those seeds on a one-to-one basis. That's how the shift happens. So we talk about dreaming here, you bring it into your own practice. And then a week later, you talk to a friend who may be interested in lucid dreaming as well. And, uh, and, and you can be a person to help sort of like point them towards new ideas. I just want to give a quick shout out to people in the live chat on the main website. Um, and I'm just going to read a quick thing here and then we're going to pass it around to the next person to introduce himself. Shout out to Christopher and shout out to Jamie and shout out to Christine. Um, Jamie was just saying, I remember when Inception first came out and so many people started researching lucid dreaming because of it. And uh, that's, again, uh, something that I'm super interested in, the influence of like popular media, mainstream media, and how it can help bring attention to specific topics. And I know I've mentioned this time and time again, but I'm going to keep mentioning it because it keeps getting closer. But it's the uh, the upcoming release of the new doc. Doctor Strange movie. And that is something that I feel, again, is going to be a huge catalyst for a lot of people to suddenly be introduced to concepts such as the astral dimensions and such as like multidimensional reality. So as we sit here talking about lucid dreaming and so forth, as like a small niche group, suddenly in the next couple of weeks, a lot more of society is going to know about what the astral realm is to a degree within the context of the movie and then again we can be sort of the bridge to start like using that reference point of the movie to help other people to continue their own path of exploration in uh, in, in seeking of knowledge uh, that they will naturally sort of be drawn to following the uh, them seeing the new Doctor Strange movie. So yeah, I'm sh- huge shout out to uh, to that to that movie and the production team behind it because like that movie is going to be really huge and it's coming out like right at November 11th, 11th, just like the week before it, which is going to be pretty sweet. Um, but yeah, we can talk more about Doctor Strange as we go a little bit later. But again, he's like the Marvel character who deals in the mystic arts, so. It's very exciting. Okay, guys, let's uh, thanks, Jimmy, and let's keep going around and uh, we'll get some more introductions uh, from you guys and, and just again asking the question of what brings you to dream class and why are dreams something that you're interested in and anything else that you might want to share? Um, because I know some of you guys got some dreams that you want to share as well. So, who would like to go next? I know Kaya's got her mic open. Kaya, would you like to go next, possibly? Sure, yeah. Sure. Okay, cool. Um, Kaya, go ahead. We'll pass the talk and stick to you. Yeah. Um, well, going off of the um, dreams as a unifying thing, um, I'm just thinking about it as I'm listening. I'm realizing that in a way, dreams are kind of the universal mystery in a way. Because like in on this physical reality, we have you know, these rules of, you know, physics and reality that at least we've been taught are the way the world works. But in dreams, they're like, we don't really have those rules. And like, we, we, it's kind of like a continuous process of trying to understand the dreams and how it works. A we might never really understand as we might never understand everything about mystical reality that brings people together. I think that it's kind of this universal mystery and, you know, we find, we find knowledge in dreams. We process things through dreams and we also access our imagination and our creativity through dreams. 
and it, it's just so there's just so much potential in the world of dreams that it, it's really amazing <laughs> i love i love what you said there the idea of it being the universal mystery i think that's a, a great way of explaining it that's really beautiful kaya that's awesome. Yeah. And, um, d definitely, definitely like it, it is, it is like, I, and I think, and I'll just say this real quick and, and Kyle, I'll pass it back to you. Um, mystery is such an important thing within the spiritual process. Could you imagine if we like already understood everything? Like, why would we be here? Right? Like we need that mystery. And when you think about it, it like, the universe, the, this this conscious experience that it created for itself, I feel intentionally has shrouded itself in almost as much mystery as possible in a lot of ways, because that's what keeps us seeking, right? We, we, we're inquisitive by nature. We want to learn more. And it's only through habits that we sort of shift into apathy. So I think, again, like within what we're doing within the bigger picture, it's helping spark people out of that apathy to help them sort of like hear their own inquisitive nature, to feed their own inquisitive nature. And dreams are a great place to to look, to ask questions. Because again, it's, it's a as Kai said, a universal mystery. There's a lot that we don't know about dreams that are, you know, some people in culture don't understand about dreams. Therefore, that means that there's a lot to learn when it comes to dreamings. And, and that's why we can do a broadcast about this like every other week and still have infinite new topics to talk about. Because we're always going to, I mean, every like this is just a big idea and I'm just going to pass it back to Kai in a second. Every single night people dream, every single night, that's like 8 billion people. That means there's like over 8 billion dreams that happen each night. Imagine if we could access that information and, and what actually is going on there. And again, it's for me, it's this basic idea that the soul is learning in the physical dimension I mean, as a way to be efficient, it is also learning in the multiple dimensions of the dream space simultaneously at the same time. And who's to say it's not even happening just when we're dreaming? Like maybe, you know, the dream space that we tap into when we fall asleep that's something that we're sort of synced into when we're asleep. But who's to say our soul isn't actually going through scenarios like that, even while we are awake, quote unquote, again, sort of because we get into this like concept of like time sort of being an illusion and everything's kind of happening simultaneously. So it's an interesting idea just to sort of think that as we're sitting here right now, there's that dream version of ourself who is probably very busy in the astral dimensions right now. And what happens when we can tap into that? And that's actually a thing in itself. And that's when you start like getting into like channeling your higher self and hearing that intuition and everything. So just being aware of that idea that it's not like we only become, we only become present in the astral when we go to sleep. No, we are always present in the astral. It's just when we were asleep, we're kind of like synced into that awareness of it at least. And again, these are kind of new, that's kind of like a new way for me to think about it in a way. That's kind of cool. Okay, um, Kaya, passing it back to you. If there's anything else that you want to say or respond or go ahead. Yeah, um, well, I was, this isn't exactly directly connected to dreams, but it is um, this summer I was in a class and for a couple of weeks we were focusing on poetry. It was a, a spiritual class and um, the teacher um caught on to something that I said in, in my rambling about something. It said that poems are the dreams of language because poems are kind of go by that same thing that it's like they're 
I mean, we create rules for poetry, but poetry that has no rules. And it's just like pure creation and the same idea that like, you know, there's always more to the realm of poetry, just as there's always more to the realm of dreams. So poems are the dreams of language. Wow, that's uh, that's really cool. I I, I like that again, and it's kind of like within, and, and I see what you're saying there, and just kind of expanding on this from how I'm hearing it. Like poetry is how we sort of is how we physically express kind of like the subconscious or the ultra conscious, or like the the visions and the dreams and the aspirations and and the desires. So. Yeah, the poetry is like an amalgamation and the uh, and it's kind of interesting to think of like poetry as art and then to think of dreams as art as well cuz dreams are like never not artistic if we could use that word in a sense, you know? Like if you could ever just take a picture of a dream, you could just be like, "Whoa." And again, you know, like that's why we get guys like Salvador Dali and like everything that he does is like inspired by the dreams and like dreams art poetry um it's all very much one and the same. And it's actually sort of helping me sort of shift my paradigm on what art actually is hmm, as like a catalyst for the soul to uh, express itself. Thank you, Kai. That's kind of cool. Cool. All right. Um, Kai, is there anything else that you want to hit upon? And then we'll uh, keep bouncing around a little bit. And um, I know you said that you had a dream that you wanted to share. I don't know if you want to get into that now, because I know you have to leave soon. Um, but feel free if there's anything else that you want to share in, in this moment. So, Kaya, you're still muted right now, FYI, if you were just... And there's a couple comments in the chat that uh, I can respond to in a second. So, um, Kaya, just uh, prompting you again, if uh, there's anything else that you want to say, feel free to jump in. Okay, so we'll, uh, um, Kai might be having technical difficulty. That's totally fine. So if anybody else wants to get ready to do their introduction, I'm just going to read another comment in the chat from uh, Jamie. And again, if uh, people are watching this, again, feel free to join the live chat through the main website of paradigmsessential.com. Anybody can log into there. If you guys post comments there, I'll be happy to read them on air. And uh, we got some little bit of conversation going on between Jamie and uh, Christopher. And uh, Jamie is saying, I believe that we are definitely able to contact higher dimensions beings within dreams there's something i've been wanting to do that's something i've been wanting to do for a while now i believe through dreams you can access those higher dimensions and download higher knowledge yes that is a super awesome idea and there's actually something really cool i want to say on that jamie also says anyone else ever had a dream that felt more real than real life and again, I think that in itself is a really interesting topic when we like, I'd love to hear what you guys think of the idea or how you would uh, explain that, that feeling of, of a dream feeling more real than real life. What does that mean to you guys? Cause I think that's a very important thing to take note of. Uh, Christopher says um, in avatar, the last airbender Ang's previous life spirit would contact him through dreams. It's a great way for spirit guides to talk to us and see us in physical expression. So yeah, like this, again, as you start studying dreams, it's, it, dreams are a huge nexus for a lot of big spiritual ideas, such as like higher dimensional guides, such as like higher dimensions. Like it, it, there's, you can't just like study dreams and just like stop in, in a sense of just be like, oh, this is what dreams are. And no, they aren't like all this extra stuff. It's it's like 
there's so much that dreams kind of opened up in terms of like the bigger metaphysical questions, um, which again is why it's like such a good conversation point to sort of uh, explore from. Um, but yeah, I, there's just uh, one thing that Jamie said and uh, Kaya, please feel free to jump in. Uh, just let us know if you're there. Um, when she was talking about how dreams in dreams, we can access those higher dimensions and download higher knowledge. Um, a friend of ours, a dream pioneer, uh, who's been in the broadcast in the past, uh, she was actually talking about a dream uh, on Instagram that I read. And in her dream, she saw there was like a, a higher dimensional guide that was teaching her about the flower of life and explained to her that the flower of life was like a map and it was like something that like unfolded in front of her. So she was explaining this in a dream and, and I'd have to go back and read it exactly. But it was the idea that like the flower of life has like a sphere like unfolded as a map in front of her or something like that. And, and again, it sort of gone to this idea that at a higher dimensional level within our dreams, we're actually like processing this information. And then only so much of it kind of like becomes a part of our present awareness. And then part of what our objective, at least from my perspective, is to sort of like begin integrating those higher dimensional ideas that we actually are already connected to and bringing them into the physical, bringing them again, it goes into this idea of like, what is ascension? Ascension in some ways is like bringing a 5d, if you want to use that term or higher dimensional perspective into this dimension right here. So instead of just assuming that like it's completely separate and then to like, again, continue to awaken within this dream to become better dreamers within this dream to understand our potential. And this is like the kicker. And I'll just say this and, and it's something that we'll, I'll always go back to for me. The big reason for studying dreams is to realize how much our thoughts actually create. And once we understand through lucidity and through dream exploration that our dream that our thoughts create within our dreams, we understand that our thoughts also create within this reality as well, because this reality is another version of that dream space. Um, and there's a lot more to say on that, but I'll just hit upon that real quick. So um, Kaya, just check it back in if there's anything else that uh, you uh, had to say. I'm not sure Kaya may have dropped out. Um, okay, cool. So let's keep bouncing around and uh, we'll uh, have another person just introduce themselves and, and share a little bit about what brings them to dream class. So who would like to go next? Please feel free to jump in. And uh, I believe, da, 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 da. If, even if any of the new people want to go next, please feel free to do that. Um, I know uh, we do have Christine and Buffy as well. And uh, you guys are more than welcome to jump in too. So who would like to go next, guys? We'll let Kyle go next. Okay, cool. So Kyle, we'll uh, we'll pass it over to you. So Kyle, do uh, just say hello, tell people who you are, and uh, what brings you to dream class, and why are dreams something that are interesting to you? What do we learn from them? My name is Kyle. I'm in dream class because dream extends into this reality, and this is a shared dream co-created reality. So, yeah. I think dreams. Uh, I think dreams can tell us a lot about the reality that we we do exist in. I think they hide me cryptic messages sometimes, and I think that they are literally other realities that exist that are out there. I think it's. I think every one of these could be a different astral plane, or you know, just different part of the same world of an astral plane. Um, there's a lot of different places to go, and 
Sometimes I have really lucid dreams, and other times I just have like normal dreams. I have had some reoccurring dreams. I would say it's the reoccurring place that the familiar thing about it is similar events, maybe, but it's more like it's more like the place I go to is so familiar that it snaps me into being like in a lucid place, and where I'm like, oh, okay, I remember this now, like gonna go down here and around the corner or whatever you know and sometimes like I've had dreams I've had dreams of like coming into or, or like planet in a spacecraft and going to like another place you know like straight up like Star Wars or something it was really that that one was really that one ties in, like, I think the same astral plane is somewhere else. There's, like, this crazy ocean. I remember a lot of different things now. It's all coming back. <laughs> Got all these different dreams coming back right now. Um, I think they I think they show us a lot about our reality that we live in. I think that they can teach us about ourselves and about how to communicate with each other. Um, I think they can help, help us transcend to a higher being. I think when we are there, we are, you know, in a place of higher being as well, I guess. Or some places can be just like this, you know. Like every world has their own agendas, different coalitions of governments, and things like that, you know. I'm not entirely sure what dreams are, but I know that we're definitely Definitely a mystery that's worth investigating scientifically and spiritually. For sure, man. And that's a, that, that's a thing. And it's, I, I like what you said there, because that's like a whole topic, like the idea of investigating dreams scientifically. You know, like, what does that actually mean? Um, Kyle, what, what, what would that mean to you if you could sort of think about that? What does investigating dreams scientifically look like? Well, I mean, it could be, like, hooking some probes up to someone's temples and, like, you know, monitoring what kind of different wavelengths, uh, patterns that they act, that the, the mind produces in heavy sleep. So they've done things like that before, you know, like, attach those, like, suction cup things to people's heads and, like, monitor their, their brain waves. That's how we know that the, the mind resonates at, different frequencies and creates different, you know, like beta waves and theta waves, delta waves, alpha waves, and now they think there's gamma waves that are produced in states of deep, intense meditation. And um, I think I think there's other ways that we could investigate dreams. I wouldn't really say make a machine that could project a dream like a movie. I think that's pretty far-fetched. Um, I also think like they have to be very careful when going into some of those places. It could bring something through or something maybe. Um, investigating a dream, dream science. 
can't during the science, straight up. Um, a lot of sleep studies, but not like really weird sleep studies. Sleep studies that would have to be conducted like out of someone's home. Or they would just write down their dreams and then and then maybe, um, I don't know, they'd probably have to experiment with like psychedelic chemicals and things like that to like induce different states. You probably have to like, I don't know, man. That 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 gets into some weird like MK Ultra project type <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't think any of that stuff ended well. Um, yeah. but, but no, I think For, I think it's worth a shot if you were to try and and investigate this scientifically through a positive way, you know. And not like um, if you applied that stuff into a positive vibration instead of like crazy, weird, corrupt government super soldier pro programs or whatever, then yeah, you know, this could totally be feasible. I think that it would allow us as a human race to understand each other. I think it would give us another bridge of communication within our society instead of, you know, it seems like the only bridges of communication that different cultures within society, you have societies and then, you know, that stems to being like very cultured and, and self-segregated in large areas just because of whatever reasons, you know. Mm -hmm. But if we were all to be, you know, secretly dropping seeds and being like, hey man, have you heard about like lucid dreaming? You know, like, and then they're like, oh well, what what is that? And it's like, oh well, you know, and you start talking about it, and, and like you said, I think like on a very primal level, dreams hit us in in that spot, mm. like as a human race, like we all have that a desire to know more about our dreams because we've all had dreams that have gotten completely out of control and are like, whoa, and then you wake up and you're like. Oh man, you know you're gonna remember that for the rest of your life. You'll remember a dream for the rest of your life probably easier than you could remember an actual real life situation for the rest of your life. So does that not make that dream real? To me, that makes that dream 100% real. That is reality. You experienced that. You remembered it for the rest of your life. So that is real. Mm -hmm. No one can take that away from you, right? Like, you bring that up to people, and I think that gives a totally new level of communication on a spiritual and um, quote-unquote intimate level. Like I said this last night, something about intimacy, like connecting intimately with human, like other human beings, but not being like, you know, like two people coming together and like being like sexually intimate. It's... It's, it's understanding something on a personal level about that, having a general personal connection, you know, like a generally personal connection to humanity, which is just a little ability to put yourself in someone else's shoes for like 30 seconds and see it from their perspective and then go, oh, damn, you know, I do feel, you know, I can understand whether or not you've been there you know, it's like a general intimate connection. Yeah. It's a little bit of care. And I think uh, talking about dreams just opens up that 
new area of connection to communicate on an on a spiritual kind of in spiritually intimate level with the rest of humanity because yeah. it hits the people in the primal core gets them interested of course it, it sparks in their mind they're like yes i do want to hear about it yeah whether or not they know it so i think you know cool. yeah that's that's awesome man and and just um you're right like talking to people about their dreams can be a very intimate thing and i think that's part of the reason why society is kind of like shies away from it like sometimes you know like when you'll talk to people if if you've i've kind of done this in a situation where i was talking to a person at a bookstore and i was just like kind of talking to them about like i'm like what books do you have and stuff like that i'm like do you have any books on like dreaming or anything like that and then a few moments later she was like telling me about a dream she had and then she sort of said out loud she's like oh like you know like here i am like talking to you about my dreams like that's weird like i didn't expect to do that and so it seems that like society is kind of like put us into this habit of expecting to keep our dreams to ourselves. You know, dreams are like this very personal thing and it's very taboo to share our dreams. To share our dreams is like something that's kind of like for some people going into a very, again, as you said, like an intimate space. And, and, and what I mean by that is that like when you're talking to someone else about their dreams, there's a level of trust involved with that. There's a level of vulnerability. There's a level of openness. And so, I mean, in some cases, like, I think that's what people are really seeking and they're actually like quite happy. They're just like, Oh yes. You know, like I've been longing to be able to talk to my dreams about someone. And then, you know, you'll, you'll hear some of the most like insane profound stuff that, that people have out of their dreams. Um, I just wanted to say like going back to the science thing, I I just wanted to hit upon something real quick Um, in terms of like the, the idea of like science and dreams uh, for me, when I sort of think about that, I think about the idea of being able to like repeat patterns with like results. And so like, if you actually go and you study like, dream yoga they have a phrase known as the esoteric sciences and 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 what this is is referring to the practices that you can incorporate into your life that will allow you to experience lucid dreaming and that's the idea is that lucid dreaming is actually like experience is capable of being experienced by anyone and if you follow these steps you can and you very likely will experience it so i mean within uh, the idea of approaching dreams as a science we can start to break down methods and techniques and practical application of how to interact with the dreams differently and and this is kind of a separate idea, but like to me, I I really think it gets interesting when you start to look at dreams almost as like a higher spiritual technology or just as a form of spiritual technology that the universe has kind of created. So like, if that's the case and that means that there's kind of like certain codes and programs that can be run within the dream space that will repeat and that will bring about like consistent results or like common results in some ways. Um, yeah 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 kyle i want to pass the mic over to you and and then i just actually want to ask a a general question to the group uh there's quite a bit of chat going on on the main website and some of what they're talking about is the idea of keeping a dream journal which i think is again one of the key steps in the esoteric sciences is being able to record your dreams through a dream journal um so we'll get to that in a second but kyle is there anything else that you want to hit upon in the moment even just back to the main topic of why people should be interested in dreams or or anything else that you want to might want to share in the moment go ahead um yeah absolutely uh last night i was hanging out with uh, with a bunch of people in a little 
a little non-live, non-recorded Google Hangout session uh, with Roman and some other people. And Ashley was in there, and we started talking about... Um, we were talking about dreams a little bit. We started diving into... Um, this is kind of off topic, but we started do uh, diving into Crowley and I, and I was going to the reference that he was saying, we are we are all stars and as stars, we are aggregates of experience. And I was like, well, that's kind of like a really intense metaphor kind of cryptically for saying that uh, we are, we are direct reflections of, you know, of the divine, of the heavens, and but, you know, we're we're aggregate of experience down here on Earth. And, and what I was thinking is, all right, we have a an Earth frequency, like our physiological bodies have have an Earth frequency, and then us as a soul, we have a star frequency, and that we are connected to a star somewhere out of the solar system, and then that's where we channel our you know, soul directives from or whatever is our each individual star. And that some people that we feel are connected to us in a way, or we feel are very familiar could just be really nearby stars. And that um, she was getting, and she said something that sparked, and I haven't stopped thinking about it actually. She said, she said, we are the light that we receive and project here on earth from our star is the world that we perceive you know you, like do, do you understand that like imagine light from a star coming to you and you being the perception inside the body you shine a light and that light that you shine is the world that you perceive do you, do you understand can, are you following that? That's a very holographic concept, which again yes. is, is like and very much how the dream space works. You know, the dream yes, space is like exactly. everything that's happening in front of us in the dream is like the projection of like what it is that we are. Yes, and that's what I'm saying. We carry this into the dream space as well. We carry that in the dream, into the dream space as well. But I think it's easier mm -hmm. to blend with other people in, you know, meshing the worlds together when you you know when you you you're in another person's space and you guys are sharing a bubble for the moment or whatever and it's like you guys are sharing a reality you're, you're both projecting and, and you're both trying to perceive each other's kind of world or maybe point of view you're trying to allow them to come into your world you know what i mean but it, it's hard to do that sometimes. I mean, you have two people who perceive completely differently, or more than that. You know, it can't be. It doesn't have to be two. It doesn't have to be. You know, it could be like an entire group of people that all perceive one train of thought, and that's, you know, together collectively they they create a large portion of reality. And I feel like we can do that too. That that that's what we do here. That's what we do here when we come up to do these dream classes. Right? Taking our, our space and our light, we're putting it together, creating a larger reality. And that ripples out. And as we go and enter our dream world, our dream space, we can 
I think we can train ourselves to like meet up and hang out like the dream tree, like the, like the paradigm shift, the dream tree, like that. We keep building that, keep going there. I think, I think many great things can happen. I think we can allow that to completely spill out over this world. And dreams are going to be a direct relation to how we can transcend this planet. Yeah. Thank you very much. That's, um, yeah, Kyle, there's a lot there that just gets some uh, shifty gears rolling. Um, yeah, I'll just, I just want to say like one quick thing and, and then let's, uh, let's pass it around to, to, um, anybody in general, we're, we're going to sort of like forego on some of the general introductions, but we, we are just kind of allowing people to introduce themselves within the regular responses. And we'll talk a little bit about dream journals and any, anything that you guys have found that has helped you in your dream process as a general question, you know, be it dream journaling, be it listening to binaural beats, be it napping in the afternoon. What are some ways that have helped you maybe experience lucidity or just being able to remember your dreams, but what you were saying, Kyle, um is the idea of like through dreams we can sort of transcend this reality and, and and the idea of meeting up within the dream space and utilizing the dream space again you know like as like a, a i don't just you know kind of like a technology if you want to use that term loosely as like a way to be able to accelerate our evolution to accelerate our growth and to accelerate our opportunity to be able to communicate and learn alongside one another for me what's really interesting is like to sort of get an idea of what dreams are it's kind of of fun to like hypothesize what dreams could be from the perspective of say a civilization that is far more advanced than us so let's look at where we are right now with dreams imagine if there's like a civilization from either another planet or like 500 years in our future what are dreams to them what would they use dreams for you know and then so again like i feel like almost as a theoretical idea that in a, in another, in another society and like an advanced civilization, this is just a concept as an example. Imagine they wanted to build something like a building or a statue rather than just building it like right away within the physical, they would actually collectively go into the dream space and construct it there. They would like mold it like the clay within their thoughts. And then that would actually like begin the process of it materializing into the physical and the, whether that like literally is like some sort of crazy thing where it literally like would somehow materialize or whether it's just the stepping stones towards them, like putting in the labor and the physical process of building it. But again, it's kind of like within the dream space, it gives us a place to sort of, it's almost like a virtual reality holodeck where we can practice things. We can practice building things. We can construct blueprints of things before they happen. And that is what I feel like a big part of the dream space is so valuable for, you know, in, in a lot of cases where we are with dreams, we experience that where people will have a scenario that they dream about almost as like a practice for an actual scenario that has yet to occur, whether it's like super conscious or just kind of like, subtly conscious and you know this could be like doing a presentation for a group or this could be like doing a driver's test or or it could be some crazy scenario like fighting a dragon or something like that (laughs) um but yeah yeah like again it's just an interesting idea for you guys to, to think about how might dreams be used or incorporated within a civilization that's like many many years advanced what is the dream space to them and again i think 
that's part of it. And that's, and that's where like our evolution as humans is actually going it is uh, awakening to our multidimensional nature and, and bringing more of the consciousness related to dream exploration into a practical way to progress our society as a whole as, as well. Um, and it's interesting because there's a whole nother topic there about like the virtual reality and how virtual reality is kind of like this thing that's happening and kind of, it, there's like multiple spirals that are going and some people are going to kind of like spiral downwards in into like dissonance through like virtual reality and then also virtual reality is going to be like a jump point to sort of like create another version of essentially what the dream space is through technology um, for us to be able to like access that same capabilities um, so we're at a very 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 exciting point right now where we are seeing um, pretty much the, the 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 aspects of the dream space being created uh, as like an actual technology for us to use within the physical dimensions. But don't let that distract you from what dreams are actually also capable of uh, to begin with. So let me just uh, check in here, guys. I just wanted to read some of the chat. And um, thanks again to, to Kyle and to everybody tuning into this. Uh, much love to you guys. This is always, uh, again, an interesting conversation in terms of it really just being a chance for us to check in where we as consciousness may be at. And um, like I said, I want to be able to ask you guys on some practical tips and everything like that. Um, uh, uh, I'm just going to read some of the general chat here because there's, there's a little bit here and I'm, I, I'm, I'm not really checking it ahead of time. So I'm just going to kind of read uh, a, a few of the things and then we'll just take it as we go. Um, Christine says, uh, da, 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 it's important to remember to sleep without your electronic devices. This is a pretty good thing to remember. And I think it's something that we could all sort of incorporate because I'm sure a lot of us probably sleep with like our phones right next to us. And I know that even for me, this does affect my dream habits, especially where in the morning, if I like wake up in the morning and I check my phone like right away, that interrupts my process of remembering my dreams. So I really have to like consciously not check my phone right away and instead write down my dreams and then eventually get to check in my phone. But maybe I should like move my phone like even further away from my bed so that it's like not right next to the like RF, uh, the radio frequencies. Um, da, da, da. Christine says, uh, so this is a question for everyone. Do you keep a dream journal? And uh, that's something we can get into. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Lacey says, I've been keeping one for over 10 years. Uh, Lacey is in the chat. I just want to give a shout out to her. She's uh, got some really amazing dream experiences. And um, Lacey was actually talking as, as well as a few other people that she's actually experienced uh, the dream tree that we talk about and that Kyle talked about. And just as a context for people who may be new, the dream tree, which is the image that you see as the preview for this episode <clears throat> of the guy on the checkerboard with the tree off in the field. <clears throat> excuse me, that tree is as a concept is actually a shared place that we are working on gathering at through meditation and through the dreams and multiple people through the paradigm shift community have actually had dreams where they have been at the dream tree. So since we've been doing that, there's at least like five people that I know of that have had that experience of being at the dream tree, whether it's the dream tree or a dream tree, but in some way or another, they had a dream and, and either I was there or other people were there, but it was like what the dream represented was like a gathering point for community. And again, practicing shared dream uh, uh, concepts, the idea of being able to, can we have shared dreams together and experience that together, uh, which is definitely, uh, I would say yes. And again, it's something that we'll get more into. Um, Jamie says, uh, I do 
in reference to writing down dreams, but sometimes it's hard for me to write it down every single day. I mostly write them down, write the more significant dreams down, but I want to get into the habit of writing them all down. So that's another good tip in itself. Sometimes we'll like wake up from a dream and it doesn't feel like it's super important. And then we may not actually get into the habit of writing it down. But one of the tricks for that is I feel to write down all of your dreams because I feel like to not write down the ones that don't seem worth writing down is actually part of the test. The, the universe is just like, here's a super mundane dream that doesn't seem important. We're sending it to you to test you to see whether or not you'll actually write it down. So I think the trick is to really see every dream as like equally important in, in that sense of writing it down. So again, just encouraging you guys to write your dreams down. And again, the practical tip of that is don't get out of bed, have your dream journal right next to you. Because if you get out of bed, it sort of shifts your memory focus. And while you're still in bed, kind of sit there and meditate, lie down, allow yourself to be in that state and then write down your dreams in that process or even record them with an audio device if that works for you and then write them down after you record your audio. I know a friend who did that and that worked for him because he would get so detailed with his dreams that he would literally record like a bunch of audio and then have to write it out afterwards. And like that was again as a result of his practice, his like his dreams were like so detailed, right? Christopher says, I'd be curious to know if anyone has used binaural beats to induce lucid dreaming and what experience they have had with that. So binaural beats is something we could talk a little bit more. Uh, Stephanie is asking in general, and this maybe I believe the same Stephanie is in the chat. Uh, here she is saying some dreams may be associated as quote unquote alien abduction question mark. Um, and again, that's a whole interesting thing in itself. Like, are we being contacted by other entities within our dreams? Is the dream space a place that can be like sort of like not not just infiltrated but entered from other entities and uh whether that can always be like sort of like a benevolent or sort of like something where they're kind of uh coming in to check in on us so to speak again there's a lot of questions there um christine uh, at lacy says have you noticed that you remember your dreams as you continue to write them down uh christopher says i write them down when i remember otherwise i write in a regular journal i've noticed that i have had way more lucid dreams often because of writing them down you get in the habit of remembering when you wake up by doing it so again writing them down is about developing that habit and that is like the starting point so for people who may be brand new to the topic of lucid dreaming it starts with writing them down like it, that is like one of the main the main like cores one of the main pillars writing them down meditation and reality checks is like such an important thing so if you don't remember your dreams, start writing them down and that will actually help because it's like flexing a muscle. Uh, so you have to work at it. Jamie says, I've actually induced lucid dreaming from listening to binaural beats. After a few times of trying, it stopped working though. Most of the time, my lucid dreams happen randomly. So that's an interesting idea in itself of like when are lucid dreams like happening and do they happen randomly? And sometimes they do. Uh, for me, more so than often, my lucid dreams, which isn't too often unless I'm like really focusing on it, will sometimes happen during like an afternoon nap or like an early morning nap. If I like wake up in the morning and then go back to sleep at like a few hours after without having eaten too much heavy breakfast. And then usually within that moment is when I can get into a lucid dream or at least some sort of trippy dream. Um, and then Chris says like muscle memory, our brain's muscle yet yeah, related to writing them down. And, da, 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 da. and then there's a few more comments here just related to the uh, tracks that Jamie was listening to as well. And, um, mm -mm. And Jamie said, whoa, I've had a dream where I was flying around a ginormous tree and there were sparkling golden lights within it. 
So yeah, that's, that's a awesome dream right there, Jamie, whether that's a dream tree or otherwise, that's a very dreamy tree, I would say. Um, and Christine says, it's like you are talking about creating in the fifth dimension to bring things to the third. Um, yes, that, and that was referencing like the other idea of like the higher dimensional societies, like creating in the fifth, bringing into the third sort of thing. So yeah, okay, again, thanks again, guys, to people in the live chat. Um, let's keep bouncing around here, guys. I, I want to be able to just uh, give you guys more chance to talk. And uh, we'll keep doing this broadcast for about maybe 90 more minutes. And by the end of it, we'll finish with a closing meditation around the dream tree to be able to help bring more intention into that. But let's uh, get into the question that I was asking uh, for the group before. What are some uh, ways that you guys have experienced um, like either lucidity or being able to interact with your dreams a little bit differently or being able to remember them. What are some things that have worked for you guys that have allowed you guys to shift your own dream experience, practical tips, or just uh, anything in general. So if anybody wants to feel free to share some of their own experiences with that in terms, uh, just as if anybody wants to jump in, just unmute your microphone and I'll see it. Um, I'm just going to share in terms with me, like I write down my dreams. They're not always super detailed for me. Like it really comes down to focus. I'm kind of like, uh, a, a sort of an everyman when it comes to dreams, meaning that some people just have like crazy dreams all the time and they remember them very vividly. Um, but oftentimes because they work at it and they might have lucid dreams commonly, for me, like I really only remember my dreams in vivid detail if I'm like putting the intention to that and as well as lucid dreaming, uh, I have to like alter a few factors involved. Um, one of them being uh, like sleep patterns. Uh, use of cannabis is also a big influence on whether or not you can remember dreams. And again, for people who may not have heard that, just be aware that using cannabis can affect your dream recall. And by stopping using that for a bit your dream recall will come back and that'll help you work towards lucidity as well um so again like i've had a lucid dream like a few weeks back but other than that like i haven't really had like a super vivid lucid dream but a big part of it is uh for me like i want to be able to create these dream classes also to motivate myself into being able to engage with my dreams more so that each time when we come back to this class, we'll be able to check in with ourselves and, and share more stories. So in the same way that I want to be able to do that, I want to be able to invite other people to do that, to use this class, this meeting point as a way for us to develop accountability as a community. Cause working on your dreams can be a very challenging thing when you're by yourself, but when you know that there's a team of us working on our dreams together, then that in itself is a, a motivating factor. Definitely. So, um, yeah, stay tuned in two weeks from now and I'll, I'll do my best to be able to have more awesome dream stuff to share with you guys. And I have had some trippy dreams, but again, like it's like I'd have to go check my dream journal. Like it's not or I'd have to think about it in terms of like some stuff that's like come to mind um, in terms of like particular dreams that have stood out. Um, yeah, but anyways, let's, uh, go into the question of, of guys, what, what have been some things that you have brought into your habits or techniques that have allowed you to, uh, change your relationship with your dreams? Be that remembering them more, be that a lucid experience or be that just being able to, uh, see them and appreciate them in a way that might've been, uh, previously slightly different. So, Hey, Brendan. Kyle, go ahead. Yeah, I, I've, I've taken a very, uh, um, here. Let me start this phrase over. Yo, I noticed that <laughs> by just kind of accepting, or or not really accepting, just sort of 
telling myself like over time that like I want to experience more of my dreams. I've moved into an ability to remember them um, more. Because I kind of realized like for a little bit, I wasn't really focusing on them. Now I had some really crazy, super vivid dreams. And I used to say vivid instead of lucid because I'm not sure how lucid they were. Even though I know I was in the moment and I consciously made those decisions. I had some really crazy vivid dreams when I was in the army and I was sleeping in the barracks. Sometimes when we were on training exercises. But for a while, I was drinking heavily. And I would still have really crazy dreams. Some of them were pretty pretty messed up, but it's all good. And like the messed up ones were always surrounded by this, this being that like you couldn't see, you could only feel, but every time you felt it, it was all around you. It wasn't like, oh, it's over there now. It was like right on top of you. And later found out that that evolved into something that 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 story stems and gets very extensive. So I'll leave that for something else because we're kind of focusing on other stuff right now, not really talking about our dream. But I found that just by kind of being like, all right, you know, I want to be involved with my dreams more and sort of telling myself that. And, and by thinking before I go to bed, like, I can't wait to dream and kind of being excited about seeing what's where I'm going to end up in the astral this time has allowed me to like be able to tap in in the morning time and sometimes in the morning times or like sometimes I'll wake up in the middle of the night and this happens to me quite frequently and I'm not sure how many of you have this happen to you but it's like between the stage of being awake and asleep like that like sometimes I'll get stuck in between and in that moment I'll get a dude it's like a it's like someone talking really fast and it's like loud and clear but it's like you have to think really really hard because otherwise you're not going to remember this and like you'll be coming out of it and you'll be like what you know what I mean it's like wow that was the most important thing ever today and you just whoop missed it it's like you heard it and you like one of one of the times i woke up and it was saying like this is it this is like the final shot this is the last chance that we got if we don't do it this time this was what i heard it said if we don't do it this time there's no coming back we have to ensure that it gets done and complete this time like this is the last round if there's no other shot like we're going home straight up we're going home and we're forgetting all about it that's one of them. I remember that one. It was a very yeah. important message. That'll, that'll happen to me. You'll get a message. Mm-hmm. Like a radio signal, a transmission or something. Mm-hmm. And it, but it's like words, you know, and you can hear. Yeah, that's key again, like, going back to this bigger idea that, you know, we're, we are receivers of consciousness. And and I think that's a big part of our shift in consciousness is becoming better receivers, because I feel like there's like parts outside of ourselves that are like trying to send us those messages. 
to help us, to help us in our bigger stories, help us help others. But in a lot of cases, maybe, you know, most of society like isn't capable of receiving those messages, you know? So there's almost like, there's almost like some like alien on a cell phone who's like trying to call and they're just like, pick up, pick up, pick up, damn it. And then like, and, but, but, but if we're conscious enough, we're just like, we hear the call and then we're just like, hello. Oh, what's that? You want me to like help change the world? Okay, cool. How do I do it? Okay, cool. I can do that. You know? And it's like, and then it's like, that's kind of just, again, like kind of the story of, um, again, like call it your higher self, call it, call it like other entities, other parts of yourself. But yeah, dreams are a great way to, for the universe to deliver a message to itself. Um, and, and that's essentially what's going on. You know, like we are the universe waking up. Like each one of us is not just an individual. Each one of us is a, a, a the collective experiencing itself as a fractal. So it makes sense that, you know, each one of us is like a catalyst for being able to receive these, these information and these messages. Um, I'm just kind of reading here. I, I got my dream journal in front of me and, and I just wanted to mention this real quick and, and within the idea, or actually I just want to go back because what Kyle was saying, the idea of like having the intention of being interested in your dreams, affecting your ability to like change how you interact with the dreams is so true. Like sometimes, honestly, like that's like a big part of how it starts is like you, you literally tell the universe, I want to learn more about my dreams. I'm interested in learning more about my dreams. And you, and you, sh- and you show up to do it. You don't just ask for it and like get lazy. You sort of like put forth that intention. And then it's like another side of the universe who's like kind of like this observer. It's kind of like, oh, good. They're paying attention. Let's start sending them stuff. And then that's when, you know, you might go to sleep that night and you wake up and you're just like, whoa, like that dream was crazy, right? So it's kind of like, there's a, you know, some, some like kind of process where there's another part of ourself that is actually choosing when dreams will come through to us and, and how relevant they are. And maybe like, until we are ready to receive them, we're just going to keep dreaming about like mundane sort of like, you know, routine stuff of like dreaming of being at work or whatever and stuff like that. But once we start putting out that intention and putting out that message to say, I'm interested in dreaming and I am ready to, to engage with this part of myself. Then the universe is like, all right, let's send them stuff. You know, I, I really, it does work that way. So again, like writing down your dreams and putting out that intention to the universe to say, like, I am, I am here to, to, to start studying my dreams. And, um, sorry, I just wanted to say like, I'm just going through my dream journal right here, which is this book that I have that's like separate from my dreams. And I'm just kind of reading back on, on some of the ones I had. And it's interesting because again, like I read them here and as soon as I read them, I'm like, Oh, I remember that one. Oh, I remember. (laughs) Remember berries. Remember Chewbacca. Um, anyways, uh, South Park. One of the dreams that I actually wrote down, uh, which was kind of interesting is when I got, or no, I kidnapped Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool and Morgan Freeman, and I hung out with them. And then shortly afterwards, I ended up making those Morgan Freeman videos on YouTube of like the Morgan Freeman story. Morgan Freeman. <laughs> yeah. Once upon a time, Morgan Freeman became lucid within the dream. Yeah. And um, <laughs> like literally, like that dream inspired me to like start doing stuff with Morgan Freeman. Um, and again, so it's kind of interesting that dreams can inspire like our actions. And then this is actually, and I'll just, uh, sorry guys, there's just a couple things that are just, I won't be able to say simultaneously all at once, but I have to do them in order. And then if you guys actually remember in one of the dream classes that I had a while back, um, before August, I actually told you guys about this, where I had a dream of Apophis in my dream as like a giant snake of darkness 
flying through the sky and I was like in a city and it was like crashing into buildings and it was like this apocalyptic scenario. And I told you guys that I had this dream and I was like, yeah, it was like really, really crazy. But like, I wasn't scared. I was just observing it. And it was like this giant, like space worm flying in the sky and everything. And then lo and behold, as you guys, most of you guys know, that actually got incorporated into the global meditation that we did in August for the dream guardian activation. That was like a big part of the story was Apophis was present as like a part of the story. And so again, like, was that a part of like my consciousness doing its thing where it it sort of planted that seed through that dream experience? And then as I moved forward through time, I was just like, whoa, okay, like that vision was so real within my dream that it inspired me to recreate that through the global meditation that we did. And again, for people curious, check it. Um, it's in, it's from August, but it's the dream guardian activation. You can go back and listen to it. It's freaking crazy. So again, um, that was, that was kind of another thing that was pretty cool. And, th- and this is one thing I just want to mention here real quick. And then again, just passing the mic around was I, back in August, I actually had dreams of doing uh, free hugs with people. And, I, and I've had more than one dream of doing free hugs and stuff like that. But what was interesting is that at that point, there were multiple people and still are to this day having dreams of doing free hugs and even like running into myself within the dream. Like there's been a few people who have like sent me messages and they're like, yo, I had a dream last night and we were doing free hugs and we ran into you and you like gave us a shift button and things like that. And I'm just like, yo, that's so cool. So what is interesting is the idea of like, again, what are we doing in the dream space? How busy are we? But I think it's really interesting to take note of the idea that people are having dreams of doing free hugs. And again, maybe that is like part of the process where they're dreaming about it. It's happening in the astral. And then as it happens in the astral, you know, things sort of crystallize in, down into the, this dimension. You know, they start as the spiritual, if you want to use that term, even though it's all spiritual, they start as the etheric. They start as the nebulous, the cloud, the, the unsolid. And then they, they start as ideas. And then from there, it crystallizes into the physical. So sometimes those ideas can come to us through the dreams, you know? So again, like somebody might have a dream about doing free hugs and then that inspires them to do free hugs. So you really have to think about the idea that time is a very nonlinear thing. So in that sense, the universe can actually logically plan itself out. So instead of saying like, okay, let's have a dream here and hope that this creates this future. Instead, it's already like, okay, this future already exists, but in order to tie it in completely we're going to add in a dream before it happens in order to like help that process unfold like the inspiration sort of has to come from somewhere so i mean if you get into this bigger idea that like time how we perceive it is actually backwards to how it actually is and the events that are in the future are actually like what is happening first it kind of gets into this like reverse engineering perspective of the universe and how um how dreams can actually play a role in that but that that's that don't think about that too hard or you might shift your pants. Um, but yeah, that's a, again, it's this idea that like through dreaming consciousness is planting seeds for itself to help inspire real world actions. Um, at least from my observation, but again, guys, let's, uh, let's keep bouncing around with some, some discussion here. There's some talks over on the YouTube as well. Um, and, and I just want to be able to to read those and I just want to as I read these invite you guys to share either again some practical tips on how 
like things that have worked for you within your dream recall process and also maybe some like really interesting dreams that, that you have had that kind of stood out to you as examples of some of the things that can happen in the dream space. Because essentially with this broadcast, reminding you guys what we are doing here, we are documenting the shift in consciousness. And though we can't necessarily record our dreams while we're in them, what we can do is we can talk about them and through the recording of this broadcast, we're actually like chronicling and archiving what is happening as, as you know, potentials within the dreams. And that, that can actually inspire other people, you know, like you can say like, oh, I had this dream where I was like flying and I was on a spaceship and stuff. And then another person's like, whoa, I did, I've, I, you know, that's a cool idea. And then that may sort of plant a seed that shows up within their dream as well. Um, Da, 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 da. So I'm just going to kind of read some of the comments here. Uh, and, and again, I haven't read these right away. So I'm just going to kind of read them uh, as we go. Um, Patty is saying, um, dream space is whatever style tapestry you choose it to be reality. They simply do what Thoth did with the pyramids and, materi- and materialize them pretty much out of nothing. Uh, that was in relation to the society, like materializing things from the ether into the physical. Um, and, and this is a separate comment. You realize when you meet people in a dream, they may not dream that dream till years later, or they may have already experienced that dream before you. Space is the only thing connecting dreams. So that's an interesting idea, right? If you like, oh, wow, like that would be something to really be able to document. Imagine you have a dream with someone. You're just like, whoa, I had a dream where I met you at a hockey rink or something thing and then a person's like oh that's cool and then maybe like you know like a month later they have a dream and it's their perspective of that same dream that you already had is that a thing you know dot 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 i think so possibly theoretically that's what we're here to find out um and then uh time has no power and um this is still patty brendan do you think we could possibly change an event in the past to connect the current state of affairs uh, to correct the current state of affairs in the world. That's an interesting idea as well. Like, can we sort of like use dreams to like alter the past? Like that's a big idea in itself. Like, like Superman. Just, yeah. Yeah. Like, are we changing the past? Is, is that a thing? Like, is that actually a thing in our dreams, the way to do it in some way in, within this multidimensional, like super quantum reality? Um, so, and then uh, Leia says, uh, sleeping with water, be- water be- sleeping with water beside my bed makes me feel sleep better because water facilitates psychic abilities. So that's interesting. Having water next to your bed while sleeping. I've never actually heard that. That's kind of a cool idea. I imagine having almost like a small fountain next to your bed could probably do something if not just like cause you to have to go to the bathroom, but maybe it does other things. Um, Maybe the ancients knew that. (laughs) Um, Patty says, I met you at the dream tree, man. Oh, okay. Oh, that's awesome. Thanks, Patty. Uh, I'd love to hear more about that. Um, In all honesty, I see writing dreams down as cementing what you see in the timeline uh yeah that's super important so again you know like dream memory kind of exists within its own like hard drive and through the process of writing down our dreams it crystallizes that experience into a memory of the physical hard drive memory so like there's like the dream memory and then there's the waking memory and then by writing dreams down it creates like a second version of that dream memory in this physical memory by writing it down Um, so it's kind of like creating like a a jump point. Uh, Narwa says, yet suppose that there's such a, um, Kardevish T3 or higher beings whose physical quote unquote existence is as such is stationary and project reality by dreaming and installing their awareness. 
that's some pretty uh, pretty shifty stuff right there. And um, da, da, da. Station, such stationary beings might, for instance, be extremely quantum uh, resonant, high frequency, or else they maintain reality by means of a silver thread while their physical bodies never move. So that's an interesting idea in itself, right? You know, like, are there higher dimensional entities or not even just necessarily higher dimensional, but are there entities who primarily experience uh, the, the, the core of their existence within the dream space while still having a physical body where they are? Um, kind of like, you know, like a monk, like goes up to the mountains and he goes there to like meditate, uh, in a sense, like to some people, it would be like, he's like doing nothing. He's very doing very little. He's just sitting there yet on an astral plane. He's actually experiencing like a heck of a lot. Um, so do some other like entities on other planets do that as well. And are those entities actually like our guides who are helping like, you know, can, can an entity on another planet go into the dream space and connect with the dreamers on this planet as well? That is like a really interesting idea that I'm super interested in. Um, and uh, da, 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 um, this is Narwa again. Uh, it may be such a quantum resonant being. It may be that such quantum resonant beings do exist amongst us as avatars participating in a dream projection called reality by us. Um, mm, 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 mm. this is interesting Leah's saying if people had lucid dreams every night they get tired of it I'd rather be lost in the dream than knowing I'm dreaming it's annoying that's interesting um, so again you know some people have different experiences with dreams uh, I've heard that where like some people they get they get fatigue from having lucid dreaming so much uh, for some people because some people almost like lucid dream by default and sometimes it like takes a lot out of them because they always have to be like thinking of what to do next sometimes they like to just sort of go into that like kind of roller coaster ride mode of a dream as well um that the not at all dream is very important in narwa we are already here we're called octurians kind of annoying being on the planet though so uh confirmed patty is an octurian uh apparently and uh, again, Patty, that's awesome. <laughs> um, this body is definitely an avatar. I wish I could be living in a more peaceful environment. Will I help? It seems the universe is sending us here to be more hands-on per se. Um, yes, I suppose. Yeah, maybe bring an important point that each dream may merely be a particular structure of one, like fingerprints, neural prints. Okay, this is getting in some, some pretty like uh, awesome hyperdelic stuff. Um, and then Narwa has some dream herbs uh, Oni Urgens, Psilocybin, less than one gram, uh, Patchouli, Horsehound, uh, Exo, Exoa, uh, Zo, Oza. Um, lavenders are examples of dream herbs. We can talk more about dream herbs, either this broadcast or another broadcast as well. Okay, there. So I'm caught up on those uh, comments and there's a few other comments in the other one. Um, but other than that, that's all it. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, okay. I want to be able to hear from you guys uh, again to be able to get some more people who maybe haven't talked too much this broadcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. And again, that's a big part of what we are doing here. We are practicing listening. And uh, as I said, I'm really interested to be able to listen to uh, what, what we have to share as a collective. So let's get back to the question of what are some things that you guys have done that have helped shift your own paradigm relative to your relationship within dreams? Cause surely you know, like all of us, you know, like we're, we're past like, you know, 20 years old, give or take. 
and, and, and back when there was a time where maybe we weren't as involved with our dreams and we sort of had to use our free will to consciously engage with our dreams a little bit differently. What was that process for you? Uh, it's kind of a general question that I'm kind of putting out there. But again, um, just opening up the microphone to anybody else who wants to jump in to share any stuff about how they have developed their own relationship with dreams or any interesting dreams that they might want to share as an example of things that can happen. So Michael, you got your microphone open, so we will pass it over to you. So Michael Pratt, go ahead. Welcome. Yes, uh, are we are we still doing uh, introductions? If you, you yeah, you, you can say who you are and uh, anything else that you really want to say at this point, you can get right into it. Go ahead. Okay. Well, my name is Michael Pratt. Um, I've, I've been in uh, part of Paradigm Shift for I don't know how long, um, but uh, I'd say probably you know maybe a couple even a few years. Can you hear me okay? Um, so uh, basically, um, what I do is um, well right now in college um, studying. Uh, really looking into psychology and, and majoring in psychology so far. It's really interesting. It's interesting that you talk about this uh, because this is how my psychology class, uh, well, it's not called paradigm shift dream class, but like my professor that I got this year is just so open-minded that like the way we talk about uh you know, uh, quantum physics, uh, especially when we talk about things like, you know, Carl Jung, um, which is really interesting because that's what we've been talking about in class. You know, we talk about uh, those things uh, like the collective unconscious. We talk about um, things like synchronicity. Um, these are all terms and things that uh, Carl Jung um, came up with. Uh, and it, it's really interesting. Well, uh, I'm actually uh, writing a, uh, a book report on him. And um, it's really interesting when you look at his books. Uh, it seems he was very influenced by Eastern thought, mm. though he didn't agree with everything uh, as far as, uh, you know, within Eastern thought. But it, it's like, it's it's very interesting and quite different when you look between between the two between um, Carl Jung and um, Sigmund Freud, as well as archetypes. Uh, Carl Jung really brought that idea of archetypes, you know, characters uh, that that are in each each of us that you know we may represent uh, more uh, of the other like a, a personified uh, archetype or character and the correspondences between um, those, uh, those two. So it, it really is inter interesting. Um, I was going to say, as far as uh, dreams are concerned, I think that one of the interesting things is that if you're able to go to sleep and then show up at a, like you just feel like you really want to um, try to like connect with somebody, talk to somebody, but you can't physically. I have this uh, quite often when I have like a long distance relationships and we just had this idea that, you know, we uh, would meet 
uh, you know, sometimes fall asleep on the phone, whatever, you know, but uh, that we would just meet in, in the dreams or in uh, sometimes, you know, I would report saying, yeah, I, I saw whoever I was trying to meet. The, the girl would say, yeah, you know, I, uh, I saw you in the, in the dreams. So it's really interesting. It's really hard to be able to like, you know, uh, say how that works, but it is definitely an observable phenomenon. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. And it's interesting that we use the word like phenomena, you know, because like sometimes like phenomena sort of alludes that like we don't understand, yet it seems to happen every now and then. But I think um, the fact that it can happen once alludes to the idea that it can happen many times. So like that's that for me is like really interesting. The whole like shared dream experience. And it, uh, patterns the patterns yeah 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 so yeah because if you see a pattern it's repeating itself so if we see it with more and more people it's like well maybe there could be something to this you know? definitely definitely uh, cool all right well michael thank you and and let's uh just keep bouncing around but if there's anything else that you want to say please feel free but again for, for anybody else here let's just like you know, popcorn style, free flow conversation. You guys tell me a little bit about dreams or any questions that you might have for the groups. But yeah, let's uh, sort of focusing it on that general idea of how have you shifted your own paradigm uh, related to dreams and, and, and what tips, what, what techniques might have worked for you that you can share with the people listening to this. So uh, if anybody would like to go in, um, Buffy, I see you have your microphone open. If you would like to join in, please feel free. Um, we'll give Buffy a second, possibly. Um, yeah, Buffy, go go ahead. Did you want to test your microphone real quick? Uh, can you all hear me okay? Yeah, it's coming through okay. So cool. Well, Buffy, welcome to the Dream Class, and uh, we'll pass the talking stick over to you. Thank you. Uh, I've been a member of the Paradigm Shift community for a few years, and um, this is my first time logging on and participating. I've uh, usually just listened in live, but um, when I can. And I've had some pretty profound things happen over the last few years. Um, accidentally, my mom was... Uh, living with stage four breast cancer and we were going through some pretty traumatic um, events. And I noticed that the more emotional that I became with um, what she was going through, um, when I would go into meditation, <clears throat> following like a real emotional experience or time, um, you know, I, like I astral projected one time accidentally and then I had no idea what happened to me. And I did just like a ton of research and started diving in, you know. And uh, I found I found your community. And I, you know, I've been learning, hearing other people's experiences, but really getting into meditation um, as a way to help me to cope with her recent death. Um, and you know, to come to terms with everything and just sort of, uh, 
I also live with chronic pain. Um, and I'm trying to wean like off of some heavy duty medicine and, you know, and just deal with things naturally. And I've been sort of on medication for 16 years. And I'm finally at the point where I'm just kind of like ready to escape this reality. You know, I think that's what sort of triggered me to, um, I don't know, like explore some other options and um, other realities really. Like, but um, the dimensions. And I noticed for me, um, the meditation has been, and yoga really, but meditation more so has carried me um, into the dream space. Like I will have these deep, deep meditations for maybe two hours. And, and I had one recently that was longer than that. And it actually, when I was finished with my meditation, the visual like space that I was in carried over to my dream. And it was just amazing. Uh, some of the experiences, my first time um, astral projecting, I actually was doing a, you know, I was at a friend's house and I was like having a really tough time just coping with the stuff going on with my mom. And we like smoked some cannabis and we got into this like guided meditation. And I like remember during it that I was following along with exactly what the meditation was saying to do. And I remember like <laughs> just being in my brain. Like it was like I was traveling along like a neural pathway in my brain. And right when like I felt like something was about to happen um, beyond that, I felt like I was being pulled back to this reality. And I, I remember that because I pushed through that feeling of myself come back and I pushed through that. And when I did, I like, I went through a gateway, which I believe was my pineal gland. Like I feel like I kind of went through this gateway. I was above the earth, like in the atmosphere and it was a doorway and I like stepped out and I flew over the earth. Like, and when I was looking down, I just saw the most beautiful um, nature. Like it was just so vibrant and beautiful, but there was no trace of like man. I, I didn't see any animals or any humans. It was just beautiful, really, um, and vibrant. And then, you know, hearing about lucid dreaming and everything, I, I haven't, I don't know if it's because of the drugs that I'm on uh, for my pain or which are delivered into my spinal cord uh, with a machine. Um, I am, like I said, I'm, I, I'm, I've cut it down and I'm sort of, you know, getting lo a lot lower um, now. But this was when I was probably on double what I'm on now uh, when this happened. But um, yeah, when I heard about lucid dreaming, I was like, you know, questioning whether or not during that flight that I took over the earth, if I could have, you know, been maybe more in control of like what was happening. 
one other experience I had recently was the closest thing that I can, you know, get to, I guess, or to lucid dreaming is I had like this brief um, dream where I, I felt like I was, you know, in control. And I, if this is a lucid dream, then I need to like do something, you know, uh, tell myself to do something and see if I could do it. So I lifted, like I told myself to like lift up my hands because it was like in first person. So I like pulled, I lifted up my hands. And as soon as I realized like that I was in control, I don't know if I freaked out or, but I came out of it, you know? And so like, and I don't even know if I said my name. I'm so freaking nervous right now. So I'm usually like so shy and so introverted. And I recently, you know, with the death of my mom and the events surrounding that, um, it's been so traumatic and dealing with PTSD and everything else that I've just kind of, you know, been to myself. But <laughs> so my name is Buffy. That's my real name. So, uh, Hello, my fellow sisters. Awesome. Well, thank you, Buffy, aka Bufftron9000. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm th- yeah, just like as a side note, I'm, I'm really glad that, that you were able to join us here tonight. And um, yeah, no, it really means, it really means, uh, it really means something for me to be able to see you here, just taking it easy, chilling out, hanging out with community. And, and yes, thank you for, for, again, kind of what we were talking about earlier when you get into talking about dreams there's a level of intimacy and a level of trust that that is brought to the surface and and thank you for for being able to like feel open enough for for sharing uh with us as a community what you have and and for being here that's that's, thank you i i feel that thank you I, i feel that is like a big part of all of our healing process of all of our journeying process is really being able to use that throat chakra to talk to, to to express how we're feeling and then even sometimes in talking about that we like we're, we're almost listening to ourselves in the process but but yeah it's um i i really appreciate you being able to to join us here and and, and to talk and yeah by all means you say as much or as little as you want that's the that's the exciting part so i yeah. i do remember i i did have another um i was sun gazing or I don't know if there's other, another term for it, but um, another pretty profound experience. I've had like so many over the last few years and I try to talk about it with, you know, people that I know and most of them are, are not awakened. So it's, uh, you know, I just like I'm crazy or whatever. So I've just been feeling, you know, getting that kind of feedback. It just kind of shuts me down from wanting to share, but um I don't really care anymore. I'm at that point, but uh, we were on top of a mountain and uh, it was in between, like, I can't remember it. We were on like the border of Texas and Arkansas, I believe. And we're on like, just up on top of this mountain. And there was like a stone structure there, um, all natural, like all made like from natural materials and we're sun gazing. And, I've also been able to see like 
long time I've been able to see like the space around me like I can when I go outside and I look around like I can see the energy in the atmosphere like I can I can see it moving and one thing why I know that it's that is because in the morning when you know during like a sun gazing like I can see it fill up like with more energy and then at noontime when I look up it's less and then again at sunset it does it again it's like it fills back up and so this was like one evening watching the sunset and I you know we were sun gazing and then getting ready to leave loading the pups up in the truck and I felt drawn back to this stone structure and I was like I don't know why but I gotta go so I got out of the truck I walked back into the structure and it was like open and it was almost like a bell in the middle but it wasn't like a proper bell it was I think made out of stone or something and I sat right directly it was a circular structure and I sat in the middle and I started to meditate and when I did I like my boyfriend at the time uh, he came into the structure and sat down in front of me and he started to you know do uh, some chanting like I don't own or whatever he was doing like some stuff that I really didn't understand but when he was doing that when when it was like when his voice was at its loudest um, during the during the chanting or mantra or whatever I don't even know what it's called but I was having visions and I was you know I'm completely sober like besides the drugs running into my body like the morphine but um I've been on this for 16 years and I've not had any of these types of experiences for the last few years so uh doing those sounds um I had what I think of what I would consider to be what would be like an angel like it was energy it was all energy there was no like you know I didn't see any features on any faces but it was the outline of some like angelic being present and like when his voice was the loudest it lit up the, the brightest and then it kind of went down and it was like a woman and then um then a young a young one came forward and then back like the woman stood back after she lit up and then a child came forward lit up same shape just a smaller shape uh, like a smaller being and then she stood back I felt like that was female too and then after the small one stepped back um so many of them came forward I I was like overwhelmed I broke into tears I like I'm getting chills right now <laughs> recalling it but it, they all stood like came forward at once and there were so many but we were like completely surrounded and um I've done some of my some artwork um to capture like visually like to share with other people like I, I wish that I could just touch people and let them see what I saw because it's just so amazing and um and I've, you know, I have so many more experiences, but I don't want to, like, I don't want to keep talking.
like can take away from other people's dreams. So. Mm -hmm. That's a uh, uh, that's really f fascinating. That's amazing. Um, what what did um, and, and 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 I we can pass the talking stick over in, in in a second. But I'm just curious to ask, like when you were in the presence of those beings, if we want to call them angels entities guides what did you feel like what, what was like what was your feeling in your heart in that moment like was a part of you like was it from a scale of calm to nervous where did you sort of sit i wasn't nervous i was just it was the most amazing experience besides you know um you know giving birth to my son really it was the most amazing experience in my whole entire life like, I just, it really changed me um, because I do, I have felt things around me my whole entire life. I was born addicted to heroin and I died and I got into some crazy like psychedelic, you know, I overdosed on psychedelics multiple times before I was like age seven, um, accidentally, you know, getting into stuff as a child, but um, I've felt my whole life like dark like scary sort of creepy things around me you know things that would like brush up into my face my space and sort of just creep me out I've had you know dark sort of figures just like taunt me I felt like and I've been grabbed by something that left a big bruise on my leg during a, um, a meditation one time with a friend and um, but this was just the most beautiful um experience and feeling and I felt like I was safe I felt like I didn't want it to stop really and you know aside from flying over the earth uh during the accidental astral projection that I didn't even know that that's what it was at the time but this was like really it triggered me into like wanting to you know become more educated and, and knowledgeable about like other people's experiences because you know I did sort of question whether or not I was like losing my mind but my boyfriend at the time uh you know confirmed that I'm, I wasn't crazy that this was you know legit and um some people try to do this you know really really try to do this their whole life and can't so the fact that it was just, you know, sort of happening organically and natural, you know, to him, he was, you know, trying to help me with my confidence, you know, and, and feel better. Uh, he was very knowledgeable and um, in helping me, you know, understand it. But it, it was beautiful. I, I wish everybody, I really wish that every human being on the face of this planet could just experience uh, similar things like this because I really feel like it helps us to live from a completely different space uh, and place when we interact with one another how we love one another you know the patient and just overall connection you know with one another um it, it's just unconditional love like at its most you know raw really I don't know how else to explain it yeah again like that's like 
it's really beautiful to like hear you sharing that again, like as like a personal experience, I, I think it's really, really fascinating. And, and for me, like it's a big paradigm shift is when we like start to look at dreams as like being a very psychedelic experience in themselves by nature. Um, and in that process, it involves like a little bit of a shift as to like what the term psychedelic means. Um, for me, like psychedelic kind of means like seeing the self, seeing the godness uh, in the moment kind of thing or like, like uh, pulling back the veil. And so, I mean, you know, it's it's becoming it's probably like a natural part of the process in which, you know, there's many ways in which people can sort of have an experience that will make them question things or make them awaken or make them like just like blown away by by what it was they experienced. Sometimes, you know, that can be like an actual psychedelic experience. Sometimes that can be, uh, you know, the like seeing a UFO. And then sometimes it can literally be a dream. And, and I think that is like, again, part of why dreams can be so powerful, can be so important. And uh, I think, again, we're just like tapping in. We're, we're just on like the, the precipice or, or just like getting into the beginning of, of the potential of, of what dreams are. And, you know, dreams are nothing new. But I think like every generation begins to sort of like develop their own unique relationship uh, to dreams. And I think ours, what makes it unique is the fact that we're able to share and we're able to talk about them uh, so readily and, and so openly and to say, this is what I experienced. This is what I experienced. And when we start putting together the pieces of the puzzle, which is essentially what we're doing as we share these experiences, each one of us is bringing another piece of the puzzle and say like, okay, you know, like this is what can happen. This is what can happen. So, I mean, yeah, Buffy, again, thank you for, for sharing that your, your account of, uh, you know, like seeing like those entities, uh, you know, just what that meant to you, what that felt like for you. And um, another thing, uh, just when you're talking about uh, your partner, like using like the sound vibrations, just to like put this idea uh, out there for people. But, you know, even as you're going to sleep at night, try working with mantras. A lot of people like overlook mantras uh, because they sometimes feel silly doing them or they don't really know what it is that they're actually doing with them. But mantras, you know, your ohms and your ahs and your ras, any of those, like it's the vibration that actually like brings your body into like a resonance that like is such a powerful thing and what i just wanted to say is that for any of you who maybe become lucid in a dream try doing a mantra in your dream and see what happens um because again it gets this idea of like using sound to create reality and, and i'm sure the uh, ancient mystics would probably have a thing or two to say uh, about that but anyways, those are just a couple ideas I just had um, in the moment. Ch uh, Buffy, is there is there anything else that you might want to uh, share at the moment? Otherwise, we, we're more than fine just bouncing around a little bit more. Um, but again, thank you for, for sharing that. I really appreciate it. Thank you for this platform and for everybody else for sharing too because I have felt so completely alone for so long. So. Um, I just appreciate everybody's, you know, willingness to share in this platform and the vulnerability, you know. Um, thank you. Mm -hmm. I'm cool with, you know, letting somebody else go. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah. Shout out, shout out to the team. 
and shout out like the whole team. So that, like everybody like listening uh, as well. It's a big part of it too. Cool guys. All right, let's uh let's keep bouncing around a little bit. It's twelve twenty on uh twelve twenty a.m. where I am Eastern Standard Time in London, Ontario, Canada, and uh, we're gonna move into um uh, the focus on the Dream Tree meditation by about quarter to one, and then we'll wrap up uh, a bit after that. So that gives us about maybe like twenty minutes uh, or t- or give or take to keep talking a little bit more about dreams. So um, does anybody else want to take the talking stick at the moment? Maybe there's something that came to mind or, or even in response to anything that has been talked about or even a question for the group. Kyle, go ahead. Hell yeah. I want to talk about my dreams. Talking to Jamie. She was talking, she was interested about my dreams of space flight. And then I started, you know, started conversing with her a little bit on, on what my, what my dreams of space flight have actually been. Um, and in that process, I began to recall a lot of stuff. Um, and I think that's very intriguing how sometimes I'll get frustrated in the morning when I can't remember my dream to the fullest extent that I want to remember it as. But then I'll be here talking to someone else about it who wants to know. And it all comes back. It's all coming back. And it's like, and the amount of detail that I can put into this is intense. I guess like the one that we're talking about is um, about space flight. And I've had, I've had many dreams about space flight. I, I, I would say, as of recently, my dreams have been like I'm over top of a mountain and I'm with two other people that I know. <clears throat> Not like f- physically, but through the interwebs. I know these people. Some of them are in different countries. One of them is in a different country and one of them is in Ohio. But we've spoken a lot and created this very decent, like psychic kind of connection with each other across the vast astral um so i've had this dream about we're over top of a mountain but our feet never really touch the ground we're like several feet above the mountain top and we're trying to construct a craft the inside of the craft is like white and the pilot's seat it's like you, you sit down in it and there's nothing in front of you, just a wall. And then like you sit down and put your head back with your spine straight on this chair. And then it's like the back of, like you press your head against the back of the chair and the chair sort of molds forward a little bit, it sort of molds around you. And you can feel like these two metal nodes hit right right between the base of your right where your spinal cord runs down like you and attaches to your skull you have those two divots like right on the back you could feel these little nodes push in a little bit like rest up against there and sort of like snugly press and then at that moment the screen flickers on and you can sort of feel an extra sensory connection to the object 
that you're inside of. <clears throat> and it's not like a screen, it's just like imagery pops up. Sort of like, and the whole entire ship disappears. And you just sort of go, you just look and think. You just sort of look and think, and that pilots you, that moves this craft. Now this is done with these other two gentlemen, and we're usually over an advanced civilization where they have, um, like, it's all, like, their civilization is, like, built, like, at the bottom of this mountain, sort of miles away, so they can get this fresh water and stuff. It's very advanced, very technologically advanced. Um, that's one of the <clears throat> space flight or flight dreams I've had. The one that actually breaches into straight up space flight is really intense. I'm usually riding a bike. I usually phase in. I'm riding a dirt bike down to a landing pad. Everything is sort of like an orange color. The sky is not blue. The sky is a, it's like a weird orange color. Kind of like an orange green color. And the dirt is is like a weird orange red color too, but I don't think it's Mars. I don't think I'm on Mars, or I'm not on Mars in the time it is right now. I know that much because there's a lot of life going on. There's plants growing and stuff. So I'm usually riding this dirt bike down down a trail, and the trail goes around a corner. There's this very long fence. There's a wooden fence. It's an old wooden fence, and it goes, stretches for about a quarter mile. I ride this dirt bike down. Bing. It's like there's a wooden fence over here, and then as the trail cuts to the left, there's like a wire fence on the right side of the other of this trail that keeps going on this dirt road that cuts to a goat trail. As as we as I cut to the goat trail, it's like if you could imagine a farmer's field. And then, like, at, if at the end of the field, it just dropped off, sort of, like, started to plane down as, like, a downward sloping hill. And then there's, like, a, a little trail that runs this way. And then it gets really steep over here. So, like, like it would have been leveled out by machinery on a hill. And then the hill just continues. And that's where I make the turn on the bike. And I always remember seeing there's this little patch of shitty grass that grows that sometimes catches my leg i remember that and the grass is like a blue gray it's like a weird pale gray brown but it's living like that's the color that the chloroplast produces from this weird orange red soil so i, I zip down this thing on my dirt bike it goes really fast and i have to watch out because that grass of that patch of grass is actually like growing on a chunk of dirt that like sticks out and sometimes bashes my left leg and then i go down this trail i get off the bike and then i get into this triangular shaped craft that kind of looks like something out of star wars but it's more like a definitely not star wars kind of like i want to say x files it's it's very strange it's like tr3v style craft get into that and then it's like as soon as I'm in the seat you're off planet 
Like there is no flight process to get off planet. It's like zero point technology. It's just, I get into the craft and then boom, we're outside of the atmosphere of the planet. There's no need for propulsion because you don't need to fight the gravity. You can teleport there. And then at that point, you think of where you want to go and it's like you sort of, sort of a similar situation with the instant other. transmission. Yeah, yeah, kind of. And then and then you think about where you want to go and you sort of just end up there. I know that one has cryo cryogenic stasis chambers though, for up to three people. In case you have to like get no emergency or something, or have to go extremely far. I know that it has that. It has zero point technology, so there's no need for fighting gravity at any point. Um, yeah, that one usually like fades out. That dream usually fades out when I leave the planet. I remember going out, and then there's this giant planet with a few moons rotating around it, and that one has two suns. That planet has two suns and harbors light. Rotates Kyle, in between them. Quick, quick question, Kyle. So, like, in in like a scenario like that, where you or someone else is kind of like seeing things in space, um, from your perspective, like, how do you weigh that in terms of thinking of it? Like, when you wake up. How do you weigh that in terms of thinking of that as just like a cool figment of the dream imagination or were you actually like perceiving almost in the sense of remote viewing actual information and data from other parts of the universe? Because I mean, I feel like a big part of like when we're doing our dream process is using discernment and not like getting too, too like hyped over everything that we saw in a dream or something, you know, like. Sometimes we like we might like go to another planet in our dream, and yet sometimes we may have an experience that is almost symmetrical to that. Yet it's not us going to a planet; it's us like imagining that we're going to a planet. If you know what I mean, it's just kind of like where do we sort of draw this line, or is the line an illusion to begin with? Um, but like, how do you, how do you just, how do you use discernment? when you're going through experiences like that, do you like calculate that as you literally seeing something that's actually there or do you just sort of take it as information as just like a cool backdrop for a dream scenario? Well, I think the first one I explained with the white, with the, the ship that has a white internal. And then when you get in it and the metal probes stick to the, it's not like they're, Jettison, you know, the metal probes aren't like stabbing you. They're just like little ball bearings that gently rest against the base of your skull. That dream, that is a space that I think me and Matt and Gunner have created together. Um, because those are the other two gentlemen that I'm usually with. We're floating above a mountain. We never touch the ground. So I think, I think that's metaphor into something else I've had that one multiple times though I think that's um, just sort of a general meeting ground for the three of us on an astral level but the one about the, the planet with 
the weird plants and the dirt and and the dirt bike and going around down this long field and cutting off to the left and going down. That's something I feel like I've done so many times. Like I could, I could tell you every single part about that fence that I drive past on that dirt bike and cut down on that left turn that sometimes knocks me off because of that plot of dirt with the stupid grass that's growing there that I never stop to, you know, like remove out of my way. That seems like something that's happened and it's become such a mundane thing to do, you know, and like to go down there and be like, all right, here's my out of the way landing pad and let me get in here. And all right, now I'm in outer space again and I'm going to that planet because it's, no, that feels like it's happened so many times. Like you couldn't tell me it didn't, you know what I mean? Whether or not that's my personal like astral place or that's, you know, me going to a different dimension and experiencing that and living it. That's what I feel like, you know. That's a that's a place that I go to when I'm sleeping. Sometimes that's just a place that I as a soul go to and live for a little while. You know what I mean? It's one of, and it's one of those yeah. ones where it's like it's not exactly a reoccurring dream. It's just like driving to the 7-Eleven to get your pack of smokes every other day. That's what it feels like when I have it again. You know, it's like we're doing this again. It's not like this is the same exact everything. It's like, nope, here we go again. All right. I got it this time. You know what I mean? That's how that one feels. Hmm. So, I mean, that's like an interesting idea in itself is like, do some of us almost have like unique realities, like, like specific to us or something, you know, or like, yeah, like where is the information being held for, for like the recurring places that we visit within our dream? Like, is it something local to our hard drive or is it always on the collective hard drive? And is it something that is like only kind of like uniquely accessed by a few people or something. You There's know, a really to, unique thought into that right there, actually. Like, I'm just, like, yeah, yeah, just before you go into that, like, I'm almost just like trying to comprehend this from the uh, parallel of almost thinking about it as like, again, like video games and video game servers and kind of like people logging into a single server or something. Yeah, dude, think about yeah. it, like, check this out. Remember what I said about us being stars and like, you know, running into people that seem like, you know... Every man and every woman is a star. Yeah. Well, what if that's local to our, like, that star, that's our internet connection, that's our router. What if the dreams that we have, like my reoccurring dream of this particular situation on this planet and getting into this crap, going elsewhere, that's just, like, yeah, that's local to my star router. That stuff that's happening near my my star that I'm connected to out there in the universe, you know what I mean? Like so, yeah, like that's that's like it could totally be dependent upon local like locality to server. I guess if you want to look at it in like, mm -hmm. I'm just sort of using like internet terms for other people to understand and grasp that idea. But like, exactly, like you know that's. You know, that's the buzz going around your IP address or whatever. 
And you know, it's not to say that the universe can't personalize these things when we need a certain message sent the universe can definitely be like all right you know like all else aside tonight you're getting this message and you're you're going to go through this you know what i mean um so yes that's definitely something that happens we get direct messages from source but yeah i think i think our dreams um that could just you know be influenced by energies that are surrounding our star out there that our soul comes from that us as a soul come from. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a, that's like, yeah. You, you, you go. There's, no, go, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say that star is like, you know, the metaphysical in turned into the physical because the star is created of gases that are compressed and burning. And gas is the first thing that could be affected on a metaphysical level through the energy that is an extension of our physical body, being our aura. You know what I mean? We can think and focus and use that energy thought into being. You know, we can move air, we can move objects around us. Happened before, like, we focus hard enough, like, I sat and stared at this piece of paper and I wanted that corner of the paper to fold. Eventually it will, it's happened before. I've done it before. I've had something hanging from the ceiling, completely still. You just look at it, focus. You tell it, I want you to move to the right, to the left, to the right, to the left, to the right, to the left. You connect with it. It will. I've done it before. I used to be able to do that as a kid whenever I wanted to. I could make stuff, do stuff. That's something that I like to try and practice with today in this world too. Like now, as an adult, I still practice this, try and do that. But I think that us being a star on a metaphysical level, that is our like direct gateway from the higher dimensions into this reality because it's gases. And a gas is the first thing that could be affected on a metaphysical level given a thought, given an intention, that process of being in manifestation, things can, you know, turn in this, in this fashion. That's, that's our gateway to these higher dimensions. And that comes through us. And like Ashley told me last night, you know, like that light that we receive is the light that we shine. That light that we shine is the reality that we see and perceive. And, you know, that goes into coming together to create true reality that we want to share. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, that's all just local to Star Server. <laughs> I have Stuff a question. What's up? Go for it, Michael. Yeah. Well, I raised my hand, so. Yeah, you, I was saying, what's up, Mike? <laughs> I, I was just going to say, do you think it's possible that we could be closer to the, uh, the structure and the, the function of a star than even something like a, like a monkey. What do you mean, like? As yeah, Michael, do you wanna, do you I mean, I, I mean, like potential-wise. I mean, like physiologically, our bodies are 
probably evolved from apes. Maybe, I don't know, maybe they evolved from some kind of weird sea creature. But on a soul level, kind of independent. Doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? I th well, I think, you know, if it is true that, the, you know, like human beings, like, are formed from stardust, you know, it's like we have the potential, like, we should be doing what stars do, you know, kind of metaphorically. I mean, not like, well, not literally. What, shining our light? I do that well, a lot, bro. Well, stars, stars, like, have a duty in the cosmos. Stars have a, a duty to do, because, I mean, why else? Would they be there they have a function i think human beings are sort of the same it's like why are we here unless there's something left for us to do that only we can do does that make sense what are you getting that exactly in the grand and the grand and the grander scheme of things like it's like I, I think we wouldn't even be here in the level of 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 knowing or advancement that we are unless there was something left for us to do in the grander scheme of things that only we can do and that's kind of what a star does is a star fulfills its role in the cosmos to be what a star needs to be to play that role of a star and then when it's done doing that it it goes right yeah no that's that's i i understand what you're saying now that's okay well maybe it was kind of confusing with the whole monkey thing but i was just saying like <laughs> like monkey thing like what <laughs> i know like, dude yeah no i resonate that like us as a soul like yeah man no dude of course like yeah we we have embedded primal instincts in our physiological bodies but like us as a soul are very discerning over like, like yeah, we know the difference between that. We're we're awake, we know that like, oh, I'm a soul, I'm not I'm not you yeah, know, I mean, driven by primal craziness, like <laughs> ah, I'm gonna like I don't know get in touch go off and do the animal thing. <laughs> yeah. Just real quick, like can I comment on that? What's up? I just I just wanted to add to what you I was talking yeah. about. Uh, is, that, is that Tony? Hey, Tony. Yeah. Tony, do you want to just... I just got to boost your microphone. Tony! Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. What I was just going to say was... Uh, Ooh, Michael, you said something about... Uh, I just spoke up louder, that's all. <laughs> um, that, you know, there are people here that do certain things. I don't know if it's necessarily uh, that... There's not other people to do it, but following synchronicity, more often than not, it's put in such a way where it's within a certain person's reach that has the capabilities to do it and know what needs to be done, so they do do it. But it's not necessarily they're the only person that can do it. They're just the most convenient. They're the mm -hmm. ones that are there in the mm -hmm. right place, is basically what I kind of was getting. That's mm -hmm. it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah the uh, the most uh, convenient. 
Is that what you said? Yeah, kind of. It's, it's not necessarily the most convenient, but it's the most direct. You know, it's uh, the person who's right there that can do it is going to be there to do it. Yeah. Oh, okay. And if that person doesn't do it, it's still going to get done because there's other people who can do it. You know, if that person has, like, possibly, you know, they could do it, but there's other things going on, or possibly they're not, quote, unquote, listening at the moment, and they've got other things going on where it's not within their reach to be able to do what's needed. Other people can. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it's, no, there's not such an urgency to do, to say, I like that meme that says, I'm not here to save the world, just touch those within reach. You know, so I really like that. Mm -hmm. Well, I was going to share something as far as the eighth thing is concerned. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, like, oh, he'll be back. Yeah, we'll be back. I was just gonna say, guys, we'll um, we'll transition soon into talking about like um, shared dreams and getting her close closing meditation shortly. But go ahead, Michael. Well, basically, I never looked at human beings as apes. Never, ever. I always looked at them as like these are just these awesome things created or evolved that like have incredible potential that's the way i always viewed them until years and years later when i came across the information of charles darwin <laughs> totally like you know and i think this happened you know with a lot of people it's you know when i came across the information to charles darwin at first i at first it was like in denial i was like i really don't want to think you know like this all started with the ape you know, uh, or whatever, you know, and, but the interesting thing is I went down that hole for a little while of, you know, okay, let's just say that Charles Darwin is right. And this whole thing, you know, yes, human beings are a lot like apes. When I started focusing like that, uh, it, it is very depressing, by the way. But the thing is, it's like, I was limited you know, to just the, the limitations of basically thinking that human beings have a potential, potentiality of a, of, a, of a chimpanzee. So I was thinking like this for a while, and it was interesting. But one day I read something that just totally changed uh, my Tony. perspective. Tony, can you mute your mic? I'm trying to. And, um, oh. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead, Michael. This, this, you're tying this into dreams still. Well, yeah, sort of. Trying to. Okay, go for it. <laughs> it well, basically, the interesting thing was, well, I read this book, really interesting book called uh, "The Afterlife of, of Billy Fingers," and you know, it's just basically saying, you know, what Carl Sagan has been saying a long time is that human beings are. The fleshy part, you know, and stuff, you know, it's made from stars. And, you know, it was just really interesting. But in that book, it talks about something saying perspective. And basically, your perspective of how you see something is, you know, it affects, it affects the way, um, like, you, you see things. So it was interesting. As soon as I changed my perspective, because I was like, you know what, like, I, I invested too much stock into this shit and believing that human beings were awesome for the longest time. I'm not going to leave it with the apes. 
you know, <laughs> like something needs to change. And as soon as I changed my perspective, it, it totally changed. And dreams plays in, into it, I think, because I think, I, I mean, I, they may think about it or they may um, vocalize it in a way, but I haven't seen a monkey yet that does dream interpretation, you know? That we know it's, of. That we know of. And, and it's, it's really interesting to see things, you know, like, um, like uh, Harambe, you know, that uh, ape and stuff. And, you know, it's sad to see, you know, in a situation, you know, with the little boy and everything. But I think it's also at a point where we begin to realize that maybe animals are a lot more uh, emotionally intelligent than we think. And uh, they're their own live in their own journey and uh, experience. But yeah, as far as dreams go, I would say it's just, you know, that's something that uh, us human beings uh, do that we, I mean, that we, we're aware that we dream, you know, and I think that's, I think animals could be aware, you know, to an extent, but we really, seem to be the ones that analyze uh, and mm -hmm. try to interpret and see what this means kind of thing, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, that's, uh, sorry, can I jump in, Mike? It's okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, you're, you're, you're right. Like, that's something when it comes to, like, evolution and stuff like that. We don't really get too much into, like, weighing the element of dreams in, into, like, the characteristics of animals and stuff. I think it would be really interesting if we, like, looked at animals and almost as in, like, a textbook for children. It's just, like, here's a giraffe, you know? A giraffe is known for being tall and eating leaves. And the giraffe is also known for remembering dreams across their entire lifetime. A giraffe never forgets a single dream or something. And then there would be like, here's like a muskrat. And muskrats like never remember their dreams because they exist like here more within the physical or something. And then it's just like, here's like the chimpanzees or like the great ape gorillas. And like they're known for like astral projecting every night or something like that you know like like in the same way yeah. animals have different characteristics maybe they actually sort of weigh into different uh abilities of the dream space uh, as well um and 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 there's only so much that i have heard about uh animals dreaming and, and i'll just share this and, and again we're going to get close into moving into uh the final aspects uh, of our broadcast animals definitely dream because oh. dogs Dogs do that kicking thing. And they do the kicking thing. Oh, yeah. You know they're dreaming. They're chasing. You stuff. know they're dreaming. You know they're dreaming. Um, what I was just going to say here, and, and I've mentioned this in other broadcasts, but it's worth mentioning again. And it's just kind of like a, a little folklore, uh, not even folklore, it's just a little story. But it talks about the idea of how wolves dream and how for the wolves, they will actually dream like as a tactic for part of their survival because in order for wolves to be able to survive out in the wilderness they have to know where the hunt is they have to know where the deer is they have to know where the food is and sometimes they're traveling great distances in order to be able to get their next meal so what the wolves will actually do and this is kind of like story based on like natives who would actually have this knowledge based on you know their own intimate intimate connection but what the wolves would actually do is that they would go to sleep at night and 
And then in their sleep, they would astral project to be able to observe like within the physical dimension where the hunt is. So instead of like waking up in the morning and being, being like, okay, like which mountain range should we walk over they would actually go to sleep like astral project see where the food is and then wake up and be like this way we're going this way so like that that's an example of like how the dreaming process for wolves is actually a part of their survival mechanism in a way and then it gets into the interesting idea of just like well what happens when we start shifting how we incorporate dreams into our quote unquote survival mechanism as well, right? Like what happens when we really start weighing uh, a different level of attention into dreams where we start using dreams as an opportunity for us to gain an advantage within this waking state through premonitions, through inspiration and creativity, through additional insight about ourselves, through clearing process through healing process going back to what stephanie was talking about you know like using the dream as like an incubator for for so much that can bleed over and directly uh make a difference within our 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 waking life and and i think again like that's in summary like why uh, doing a project like this and doing a class like this is, is something that i feel is like helping like bring in this new feature into our day-to-day lives because a lot of people, you know, like their primary experience is just what happens when they're awake. But what happens when we start blending those two worlds together and opening up to big, to the bigger picture of what it means to be a cosmic citizen. And again, it's kind of this idea that as a cosmic citizen, you know, the universe is always teaching and we are the students. So our job, our assignment, our homework is to pay attention and to pay attention both within the waking state and in the dream state. And if we do that, we're going to learn the lessons. And as we learn the lessons, we're going to graduate through the school. Again, sort of getting into the school analogy here. So I definitely feel that like studying your dreams and paying attention to your dreams is literally a way to like accelerate the evolution uh, for your personal journey if you choose to. And that I think is like the big kicker is that it comes down to free will. It comes down to, it comes down to like your ability to pick and choose where your focus is going to be because the, the, the easy thing, like the, the elastic band, like has the potential to always sort of like snap back into that process of just like being like, whatever, forget it. I don't care it takes that free will to align our focus to say, yes, I am going to write down my dreams. Yes, I am going to meditate. Yes, I am going to do reality checks. Those things don't happen by happenstance. They happen as a result of our free will. So in order for us to like evolve ourselves as, as a conscious individual, it literally takes us making that choice to say, I want to do this i i am i am i am calling this experience into myself and especially to do it not even just for yourself but but for your community for the bigger picture so that you can again awaken to more of who you are and in doing so help others continue that process along uh, in, in their own way help them awaken to more of who they are so that they can show up uh again as better dreamers within the dream learning how to co-create and manifest awesome things for for ourselves and for our community in in that way and really you know step into a more fruitful experience of 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 what this reality has to offer so and 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 has the opportunity to be here for us so 
Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Thank you again to to everyone for for being a part of this broadcast, for being a part of of this this class, this opportunity, this community to come and talk together, to be able to learn and listen and document where we are at collectively as a as consciousness. And it's always exciting to think about where we'll be, you know, in two weeks, in a month, in uh, you know, down the road, in in a year from now. So again, for everybody listening to this, your little homework assignment, if you choose, your homework assignment is to make the choice. For yourself to do things like writing down your dreams to do things like having you know like meditating before going to sleep or waking up in the morning and meditating to do things like reality checks and i know we didn't talk too much about these in this episode but you can always go back and check out previous episodes or just do research on your own as well and uh yeah just to 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 choose for yourself if paying attention to your dreams is something that you feel is right for you at this point because maybe you know in a lot of cases for some people it may be something where like they just aren't at that right place. And then maybe they're going to change their living situation. That's going to allow them to focus more on their dreams. So you might actually have to make some adjustments in your physical reality in order to be able to engage with your dreams a little bit differently. Um, Clean your room. That's a pro tip right there. That's what I'm going to do tomorrow. I'm going to clean my room, (laughs) both metaphorically and literally. So, Okay, guys, um, let's get again. So it's about five minutes to one. I, I, I want to be able to wrap this up soon so that we can get some sleep and uh, stay on schedule and, and get up early and, and do a lot of work tomorrow as well. But let's get into the uh, the closing meditation of the, the dream tree. Um, and, and just as a quick conversation before this, I just want to ask you guys if you guys have any thoughts on shared dream experiences because I know uh, Jamie was actually asking about this in the chat. But again, for those of you listening in the audience, what we do is we have the visualization of a tree in a field and then we go into a meditation and we bring ourselves to it to sort of help crystallize it. And then what we do is that we, we carry that idea over with us into the dream So you can imagine it while falling asleep. You can daydream about it during the day and you may just show up there in a dream just by happenstance, but it is a place where we are working towards the idea of having a single place in the dream space where we can meet at. And the tree in itself is like an anchor. It's a symbol. So, and, and the visualization is the tree. And then above the tree is the paradigm shift sigil above the tree And uh, there's an awesome graphic that we actually have from a friend of ours, uh, Universe, and uh, he actually made um, a a virtual reality uh, version of the dream tree. And uh, I'll actually post a a link into that. There's some updated versions, and you'll see it again soon on the Facebook page for Paradigm Shift Central. But uh, if anybody wants to check that out, I'll, I'll post a link into into the live chat on the main website uh, as well. But as a visualization reference, if you look at the promo image for any of the dream classes, you will see uh, the dream tree version as well. And you can use that as a reference. Um, but again, before we get into that, and that will just be like a short 10 minute meditation, not even just opening up the conversation on the topic of shared dreaming. What do you guys have to say about shared dreaming? Is it either based on something you've experienced or based on what maybe it's alluding to? What is, what is it opening up to? Um, anything really. What are you guys' thoughts on shared dreaming? And um, whoever would like to jump in on that, please feel free. Even if it's something you may not have experienced. I mean, you know, just share a little bit about our, our, your interest in it. Does, does it sound like it's something that could could be real? Is it not real? Is it a thing? Is it not thing? What do you guys think? So you guys, you guys, 
are the experts on this <laughs> in the sense that like the knowledge is inside. Um, so if anybody wants to say anything about shared dreaming and it, it's not, it's not, it doesn't need to be much. We'll uh, get into other stuff soon. Stephanie, you had your microphone open. I can pass it over to you if you would like. Uh, we have two Stephanie. So yeah, go ahead. Stephanie. Yeah. Oh, um, I was going to say, I believe it's possible. I don't, really know exactly how to do it on purpose but I know like when I would sleep uh, in the same bed with a the, the first guy I ever fell in love with really we would be in dreams with each other like almost every night they weren't always that great though I mean they're breaking up and that kind of sucked but <laughs> but I think it's possible it's really what I was saying I would like to start doing it because um like on purpose because I have a daughter who's having problems with nightmares I've been trying to help her with lucid dreaming and, you know, understanding, like, uh, her own severity. I'm really hard at, like, saying that word. I can type it great, but saying it out Sovereignty. is easy for me. Severity. So, um, that's really all I had to say, though. I'm kind of interested. I don't know. Knowing more. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's a super... super fascinating idea fascinating. so yeah. cool. any of um, you know how to do it like i don't know if i my daughter's pretty young so that's another thing i'm not sure we could just both dream of the same tree maybe we could i, I think i think sorry step if you can just switch yours to me we just got feedback on your yeah i can put my brendan you've got double yeah no, that was just coming through, or I think it's coming through Tony now, maybe, I don't know. Um, but I, I was just going to say, you know, like sometimes the trick for experiencing a shared dream is to set the intention, is to have that idea. It's the thought of it being possible that is actually the first step for it being possible. That idea is like kind of like what opens up that gate, you know, it's one of those things where it, it, it's, it, it's, some people say, you know, like you have to see it to believe it. I think in a case of shared dreaming, sometimes it's you have to believe it in order to see it or you have to believe it in order to experience it. So by being, by hearing other people say, yes, it is possible, that can open up you to the idea of being like, oh, wow, you know, like maybe I, that wasn't a part of my game rule. Like that wasn't something that I had opened up to. But now that I know that it's possible based on other people confirming it is, then I invite the universe to, to bring that into my reality. And then again, you know, like Stephanie, for your daughter, even just, that could be something that could literally just come up through casual conversation and you guys could create a single shared meeting space for yourself. And then the idea behind that would be to like bring in Chris, like spring, start solidifying that, that space through your conversations and through like thinking about it during the day. So, I mean, you know, maybe for you and your daughter, like literally pick your own spot, whether it's a tree, uh, you know, again, like the, the idea that saying a tree in a field is super generic intentionally because the tree is going to look different for everyone. And that's totally fine. But I mean, you know, you guys could pick like a specific place. Um, and again, this is an example. You guys can totally use it. Uh, one example I've used as friends is say like, we'll meet at the waterfall. And so again, you know, it's just like it's super generic, right? But but again, if you fall asleep with that idea in mind, and then if you become lucid, you know, you have that opportunity to be like, oh, I'm lucid, the waterfall, let's go to the waterfall. And, 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 you know, maybe your friend will be there, maybe they won't, but at the very least you can get there. Or maybe, you know, again, it could be something else. You could say like meet in front of the pyramids, 
or something like that. So you can sort of play around with it. And I think that's actually like one of the tips to make it possible is to almost approach it with a sense of play in, in, in a sense. And, and yeah, being able to like talk to kids about dreams is super fascinating in itself. Um, but yeah, okay, let's, let's just talk about this just for like a few more minutes and then we'll get into the closing meditation. Kyle, go ahead. And oh, thanks, yeah, Stephanie. I was saying, um, I've had shared experiences like that before when we were, when I was in high school, friends would like to meditate and go into like in between here and see could access that. And we would go to these, these different worlds. We, we had names for them and, and everything. I kind of forget most of it now, but we had we had these these worlds that we would go and visit and we would be there together. It was intense. I remember being in this desert. This is like, this is like this desert with these rocks that jet up. It's like huge, crazy valley of sand and rock formations that jet up. And like these creatures would live underneath of the rocks. All of them were slanted and they would cast a shade and they lived underneath, like in the little crevices. And they would like come out if you were in that area. And they would like watch you. They're just really weird. It felt like they wanted to, you know, like attack you, but they wouldn't as long as you were like cool, you know. And there was like four or five of us that would go and like we would come out of this meditation, this, this trance that we were in, generally would come out like all relatively at the same time. We'd be like, wow, you know. Do you see this? Do you see that? Generally, we had rel- relatively like the same similar experience. We could all easily recall where we were, what we did, and why we were there. It was, it was very intense. We saw ourselves as mm-hmm. guardians of these places. And that us going and doing this was very important for whatever was happening in those worlds, whatever was happening in those areas. It was very important that we were there for whatever reason. You know, it's kind of like plugging in, like just like, oh, let me just get in the chair, plug in and then you go, you're, you're somewhere else, you're in the matrix. You're in another reality, that's, that's how it works. That's how it worked with us. It's like, there's no chair, there's no cord. So it's very, either you know what I mean the astral Mm -hmm. yeah I've had experiences but it was mainly through like a state of meditation that we did this and we could do it we didn't even have to be like in the same spot we could could do it like out of our home individually and that's what was really cool was really cool about it yeah I think that's pretty cool man and the fact that like especially since you guys were younger like it was just kind of something that you just like were inspired to do just on your own without even really having to be like told like, Hey, go do this because it was just kind of like, yeah, let's do this because, oh, yeah. um, but yeah, yeah we, like, had, we had a whole set. We were like, dude, we were living like some kind of crazy movie. All right. After class, we're going to, we're all going to go here. 
and we're gonna do what we have to do, and then we're gonna like get out. We're gonna come back, and we're just gonna hang out. <laughs> it was like, yeah. it was it was wild, man. We were living, living a really, really crazy reality. I mean, that's the reality that we do live in now. Mm-hmm. It was it was really wild, you know, and it it yeah it was very interesting to have that happen and have it be like this is like our thing. This is what we do, and you know, I'm I've been back to those same places. They're still there. I've been back to them. I've seen the same people again. Talk to them. It's awesome. <laughs> it's really like we had names for these places. Um, we had. Oh yeah, that one place I was talking about is called the Arctic Desert. That's what we call it. Arctic Desert. That's where these things live. It's outside this city with a wall. The city has like a kind of like a wall around it. It's trying to not be isolated, but the planet's kind of hostile. There's a lot of crazy things that go on. There's a, there's a lot of war too. So that's why the, that's one of the reasons with this stone wall they have erected at certain points in the city border limits. But over the top of one of those walls, we used to hop over one of those walls. And we would go into the Arctic Desert out of the city of Arctic. And we would go in, and we would walk through these giant, like, stone, like, slanted stone formations, and that's where these things would live. And we would always have to move through there very quickly, very cautiously. As soon as we got like outside of that area, we were good, and that's where we would yeah. do the things that we would do. They ranged from like top secret spy missions <laughs> on other cities to like just like going and meditating there, going further into that dream space. But like we were meant to be there, like that's what we were doing. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting again, you know, like some people just like hear that and just like sort of write it off as kids being kids. But, you know, from like a soul level, why were you guys called to do that? You know, like, like what part of you was like naturally just like, and that's like not a common thing either. Right. So it's just, I I, I still have dreams and I'll go back to those same spots, man. And again, you know, like that, like kind of, and we've kind of talked about this before, but like, that's like super parallel to what it we do through the paradigm shift central project with the global meditations, like with the dream guardian activation journey and stuff Um, like that is like essentially like such a, like a parallel thing where with the global meditations that we do, like that is the focus. Like we are literally like bringing ourselves into a shared space through like the virtual reality, the innate virtual reality of like a shared story and a shared like meditation in that sense. So, I mean, like we can talk about being into a shared place within the dream space, but don't like dis- don't, don't think that like meditating ourselves into a single space is like less meaningful. Like I've, we've experienced through the global meditations, like it can be like, like super potent. And uh, again, you know, like for people who maybe knew the project, go back and like check out the dream guardian, like global meditation, the story meditations that we did. And, and the most recent one that we did uh, as well with the witching ceremony, uh, both like very powerful uh, in, in their own way. 
But uh, yeah, um, kind of just going back into the comments, uh, Jamie was just kind of saying um, the related to like being able to have a shared dream experience that uh, she says, yes, the belief that it's possible is what makes it possible. Any doubt will hinder you. Focus on a place before falling asleep as vividly as you can. And then she says that I'm going to try to go to the dream tree tonight. And uh, that's a good segue because I think we'll uh, we'll do that. We'll set up our meditation right now. And Tony was just talking in the chat as well, which is another key point about how sigils work to either link spells and link locations. Pretty common knowledge in magic and use that practice to practice and and to use that as a practice um which again is like part of what we incorporate into our visualization with the dream tree uh as well is like you know we have this this image and again if people need the reference for it go to the paradigm central website and just go to the link for any of the dream classes and you'll see it there but you have the tree, which is a symbol in itself, and then you have the paradigm shift sigil above it. And the paradigm shift sigil is is a part of this process that that you know for me it's just like this makes sense. All right, if we're gonna have a single place to meet at, we're gonna want like a like a, a, a land landmark, and then B to encode a sigil into this process. So the sigil of the paradigm shift, the paradigm shift sigil, uh, it, again, it's sort of like a compass. It's like a portal. It's like a north star. And so what people can actually do, in addition to visualizing the dream tree, is to actually visualize the sigil as well when they fall asleep and to use that as a portal to get you to the dream tree and to know that that sigil does not just get you to the dream tree like that sigil is something that connects you to like a totality of everyone in this community and this project of all the shifters people helping shift consciousness and it's and the sigil itself is something that's actually going to continue to unfold through the evolution of this project and more will sort of be revealed about it uh, as as the bigger story unfolds um in the, in that sense so again this the term sigil for those of you who just may not be familiar sigil can be thought of as like a symbol with intention so you could create your own sigil you even if, as a friend you guys could create a sigil for a shared dream space you could like even write a sigil you could you know make a make like a cool pattern or something or create like some letters that represent something and combine them together and then make it magical that's how you kind of make a sigil there's more details to it but that's the gist of it and then maybe write that on your hand and then maybe like look at that during the day as your reality check and then that sigil will actually represent to you something related to lucidity so if you like have it on your hand and then every time you see it you think about checking of whether or not you're awake and then in your dream you might like look at your hand and see it there and then that will be a trigger for you to know that you're dreaming in that moment or help you teleport to a shared dream space so i mean yeah sigils and and, and things is definitely something that we can talk more a little bit about later in terms of practical magic and uh how to be able to uh use things like that to uh help us uh, again kind of tap into uh, how to be able to interact with our dreams on, on multiple levels. So with that said, guys, I'm just going to open up the microphones just for anybody else who just wanted to share something real quick before we get into our meditation. And again, thank you so much, guys, for being a part of this. So um, just real, real quick on any of these points. But uh, Tony and Michael, Tony, go ahead first, because you're the comment on sigils and Michael. Tony, go ahead. And if you can talk louder, your mic's really low for some reason. All right. I'll just get up here close to it. Um, yeah. Well, you just mentioned something about the signals. I just wanted to say they don't have to be complicated. Um, like one thing that um, we, me and Mike used one time to try to uh, to get together on the astral was just like a, 
uh, basically a star with a happy face, <laughs> you know. So just anything that you both agree on, or whoever is involved agrees on, as far as that matters. I mean, you can get down in the deeper rose cross sigils if you want to, but you really don't have to, as long as you both, as long as everybody is agree in agreement and has an understanding of what the sigil looks like. Uh, that's a good, quick way to to link a location. But that's it. Yeah, good, yeah point. good point. So encouraging people to create their own sigils and make it magical yet as simple as it need be. I think simple is sometimes more effective when it comes to sigils. Um, okay, we'll pass it over to Michael. Thanks, Tony. And or, Tony, if you can just mute your microphone. Okay, Michael, short and sweet, what do you got? Um, I was going to say, and this may, this this should correlate, you know, something, you know, with dreams. Does anybody like ever, this is something I've been struggling with for, for uh, some time. I don't have an answer for it. So I sometimes just kind of try to ignore it. But does anybody like ever look at a tree and be like, what the fuck is that? Like, is that, is that a tree? <laughs> you know? I mean, does that make sense? Like, like we call it a tree, but like what the hell is that thing it's, you know like yeah it's like it's like crystallized matter taking the form of energetic patterns that fill this uh ocean of space sort trees of thing wherever <laughs> yeah. meditation yes trees are meditating souls that came here as to integrate into meditate forever so, that is why they're I mean, here and I think if you let a tree grow, do not cut it down. I don't think it will stop growing. I don't think it will grow so big that it would collapse. I think it would continue to grow and grow and grow as high as, high as the atmosphere would allow it to. It was interesting that you say that because like in Druidic cultures and stuff, they really have a thing with trees like, um, you know, really connecting with trees and, and, and people say, you know, like you can communicate with trees. Yes, uh, you can. Trees communicate with each other via DMT through the root system. The entire, oh, the entire forest, the entire forest is one being. Mm -hmm. Every tree, every plant, they connect on an energetic grid and that, that creates one very large being. Sometimes when I go into the woods, I can feel an individual tree. Sometimes I can feel everything at once talking to me and being like, I'm glad you're here, yo, breathe, breathe. It's <laughs> awesome. But um, trees, trees, um, it's scientifically proven that trees communicate through um, the root system uh, via DMT. Dimethyltryptamine. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, they actually talk that way. Well, okay I was... with each other. My friend told me one time, he said, he said, I, he said, I was thinking about this and I had some DMT. He was like, what I want to do is I want to go and sit next to a tree the next time I get some DMT and smoke it and just see if I can get anything at all. Mm -hmm. See if I can communicate with the tree. <laughs> 
Well, you can. Like, yeah, you I was right. like, that's a great idea. Yeah, definitely. Well, I was gonna say. I mean, so is that okay if we call it a tree? I mean, yeah, sure. Why not? We've been calling them trees forever. They don't care what yeah. you call it. That's not important. I'm, I'm just saying it's like something I don't know, and I don't know why. It's just struggle with like, you know, it's just like I've always called them trees. It's it's hard to think of them as you know something else. You know what I mean? Does that make well, sense? when you right. go up and you are in front of a tree, I don't, I don't really see it as a tree. I mean, sometimes I put my hand on it and say tree, but not really. Like it feel, it doesn't feel like you know a tree. It feels like something is conscious and alive and wants to tell me something very important. Mm -hmm. So like, no, like we call them trees. They don't care what we call them. They don't care if I call it a tree, and they don't care if I call it a future pencil. Don't matter to future them. Future pencil. Doesn't matter to them. You know what I mean? They are forever going to be there. When you cut a tree down, it doesn't die. The stump lives. And the but other I mean, trees, they, the I other trees, when a tree is cut down, it tells the other trees. And the other trees get this. They kind of mourn a little bit. They mourn a little bit, but they feed that stump over time through the inner root system. They feed it's that really stump. interesting. Guys, we're going to root this back into getting over to the closing. Uh, yeah, in a second. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, we'll talk, talk about We'll do a whole episode. Follow the trees in your dreams. <laughs> the we'll, we'll trees be on are so important, though. The trees are so important. Let's fly to the dream tree. I'm Speaking ready. of trees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm already meditating. Um, I think Tony actually just had something he wanted to say real quick. Tony, do you want to jump in with something about trees, maybe? Oh, yeah, just just real quick. I was just trying to say that, uh, well, the only reason we call them trees is because you know, when we speak English, that's what we call them, is a tree. <laughs> but in other languages, you know, they have other names. For Plus, you know, there's also maples and oaks and arch. So they all have their, um, like, subspecies as well, so. That's all. <laughs> but I was saying yeah. it's okay that we call them trees. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. don't don't get too caught up on it. It's okay. Trees are very forgiving as well. So <laughs> Yeah. I mean it, it'd be an interesting idea to just think of like an entire planet that was just like all trees and then like it was like one conscious entity of just a tree and what that experience was and do trees dream? That's have the question. You, oh, that's another one. Have that's you the ever question seen for next it, week. It's a it's a video of the earth showing like the weather patterns mm. and it literally looks like a pair of lungs breathing right because yeah, they did yeah. a time-lapse photography of it that was just awesome it just totally showed me that you know that the earth is breathing it is alive mm -hmm. it is completely conscious yeah. yes mother earth totally. totally cool sweet guys all yeah, right look it up you'll enjoy it it's not, just google it you'll, i'm sure you'll find it it's incredible yeah, Google like Earth breathing from space or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay, guys. Let's um speaking of breathing, speaking of trees, speaking of meditating, let's uh let's do that. So um if you guys are all ready to do that, I just invite you to mute your microphones. 
And uh, we're going to move into the closing meditation. And again, thank you so much, everyone, for for tuning into this, for being a part of this. Um, as we get close to wrapping up the show, I'm just going to give you guys some quick information regarding uh, upcoming broadcasts and a couple things about the project. The next broadcast is going to be on October 20th, which is on Thursday. So just in a couple days. This is like a very busy week for us because of the full moon meditation. And uh, the next one is going to be a paradigm shift dream, or sorry, team building hangout. And this is one of the more casual hangouts that we do as a chance for people who want to get involved as just being able to talk to other people about metaphysical things. And we can talk about dreams and anything else, really. That's what the team building hangouts are for. And also to be able to share some of your story with, uh, with the team so that you can be a part of the ongoing bigger story. And also to be able to focus on the creation of media, of conscious media, any projects that we might be working on, and also the creation of community, of physical paradigm shift communities, which again, is a big part of this project and for those of you who may be new to it you can check out more at paradigmshiftcentral.com and a big part of it is encouraging everyone who hears this to help create community where they are whether you're calling it a paradigm shift community or otherwise uh, just getting out there and connecting with people and also creating the open-minded discussion and meditation circle so that other people can come together and to be able to have that discussion so that in that mirroring process it will help them continue to awaken and help the light spread even further in that way so create a group bring them together talk to dreams with people and build a tribe and build a community and know that you're already connected to them from the uh, very non-linear perspective so simply by going out of your way going into the synchronicity of the world with that intention you will find them and you can check out more with tips and tricks on building a community at the main website underneath the learning modules you will see there on the community startup guide on the main website so again you can sign up for more on the main website and create your shifter profile for free and of course, if you want to be able to support the ongoing evolution of the project, you can sign up for the team Patreon for as little as 3 to $5 a month to be able to get your shifter booster kit as well, which comes with the shift buttons. And for those of you watching the video, that's the, uh, the buttons that have the Paradigm Shift Central website on them. And we got all sorts of cool designs and some of them even have trees on them. And a lot of it is like sacred geometry and esoteric symbols. And each one of them is designed as a conversation starter and an opportunity to be able to help plant more conscious seeds, link people back to the main website, the media of it, the full length journey to lucidity movies, all of the broadcasts, future broadcasts that they can get involved with. It's a really, really awesome gift to be able to give to people. And that's basically a big part of this project is encouraging you guys to go out there, do things like free hugs and uh, connect with your community, give out shift buttons and uh, build the tribe and really shift the paradigms on that one-to-one -one interaction. So the internet is a very powerful thing, but let's not forget of the, the real social network that is our everyday lives and to go out there as social alchemists to be able to help make a difference in that way. So again, at patreon.com forward slash Brendan Cullison or anywhere on the main website, scroll down to the bottom and you'll see the link for the monthly support squad. And right now we are working towards our next team milestone of 900 and we are currently at about 835 and stay tuned for that i'll uh, be checking in and, and helping uh gather some more resources to do that and that helps support the ongoing broadcast featuring people's content more shift buttons for people in the community and lots of other awesome stuff so huge 
Shout out to everyone and thank you so much for your support through the team Patreon and just for being involved with this project in any way that you're able to support it is really what this is all about. And so beyond this Thursday with the team building hangout on October 20th, the next one will be on October 27th, I believe if the, that's correct. And that will be the Paradigm Shift Destiny School. Yeah, Thursday, October 27th, Paradigm Shift Destiny School with the topic of UFOs, aliens, and entities. So that's going to be a very, very interesting topic. And uh, with the Destiny School, we want to encourage people to go out of their way to, to do a little bit of research and even prepare some notes. So think about that as like us doing a group presentation to be able to make a piece of audio that will help give people some paradigm shifty ideas related to that specific topic. Past topics we have done in the past have been on love and sacred sexuality. These are all episodes you can go check out as well. And on sacred geometry and on health and nutrition and on mindfulness and meditation and also even on dreaming and lucid dreaming as well so encouraging you guys to go check that out and the next thursday after that will be the paradigm shift admin meeting which is again i'm focusing on people who are interested in being leaders and uh, community builders where they are to help build the shift community as part of the global network and uh prior to that uh november 1st so two weeks from this tuesday will be another dream class so in the meantime again reminding you guys to write down your dreams put intention and attention into your dream process and be able to join us again for future dream classes to be able to talk about some awesome dream experiences you may have had or come back with more questions and uh, that's how we continue to learn and uh, it's a very exciting and a very very dynamic part of this project so again huge shout out to everyone for being involved with this and if you hadn't yet please go back and check out some of the full moon meditations the story meditations the most recent one <clears throat> the witching ceremony and the one before that the dream guardian activation and uh even the one before that the transformational festival experience and those are all online they're all free and uh they're all really visceral and uh definitely recommend you guys go check that out and again uh in addition to that you can also find some of the full-length journey to lucidity movies on the website and all of the quest journals that people are creating and shout out to jamie she actually submitted a quest journal uh just before we began, began this broadcast of her shared dreaming experience which i'm going to go back and read uh tomorrow and i encourage you guys to go and check out the many quest journals and again sign up on the website to create your profile so that you can create your quest journals which are the media platform that we use to be able to help practice sharing and documenting the shift from our perspective and of course you can also check out the conscious articles as well all created by people within the community to be able to help plant those seeds and accelerate the shift so much love to you guys thank you again really appreciate you guys tuning in and it's great to be able to uh, get back in the flow of these broadcasts so with that said let's move into our closing meditation and uh, what we're going to do here just as a quick preface i'm going to guide you guys into a visualization of of the dream tree to be able to use that as a jump point so that we can kind of do another version of this meditation on our own as we're either falling asleep or during the day to just help you think more about the dream tree to bring more solidity more more like crystallization into it and as we put our thoughts into it it continues to make it real and it continues to make it tangible within the dream dimension and that is again already something that as a quote-unquote experiment has already proven and yielded results like since we've been putting forth this intention as we said multiple people have met at the dream tree and uh, again that's part of the idea is that we want to be able to like 
go there in the future and be able to have like those paradigm shift meetings in the dream space as well. So really, 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 really awesome shifty stuff. So with that said, guys, uh, again, just inviting you to uh, join us in this closing meditation. It'll be a quick one, but potent nonetheless. So for everybody listening to this and just invite you guys to get into a comfortable position for your meditation. And part of this will almost be to see like how quickly we can get into the meditation without having to rush in a sense. So how notice how effectively you can kind of get into a space just by connecting with your breath. So for all the people listening to this, just inviting you guys to get nice and comfortable. Okay. So just encouraging you guys to find a place where you just be able to maintain a sense of stillness and then just moving your body a bit, getting out any wiggles or anything like that. And then just gently as if someone's taking a little string and pulling from the top of your head, straightening up your spine just a little bit. And then from here we'll connect with the breath. So beginning with gentle inhales through the nose. And gentle exhales through the nose or the mouth. And again, gentle inhales. And gentle exhales. Continue to breathe. Finding the rhythm of your breath, the inhale meeting the exhale, the exhale meeting the inhale. And we'll just quickly scan our body before we go deeper into the visualization. So just bringing awareness to our feet, to our shins and to our thighs. And as we do, just allowing those parts of our body to relax allowing our feet, our shins, and our thighs to relax. Then bringing awareness up to our hip, up to our groin, our waist. Just allowing our hips and our groin and our waist to relax. Bringing awareness up to our abdominal, our stomach, our ribs, and our chest. And continuing to breathe on the exhales, just allowing our ribs, our abdominals, and our chest to relax. And then bringing awareness up to our shoulders, into our arms, our elbows, our forearms, and our hands. And with the exhales, just allowing our shoulders, our forearms, our elbows, and our hands to relax as well. And bringing awareness up to our neck, our throat, our jaw, allowing our neck, our throat, and our jaw to gently relax. And then bringing awareness to our tongue, either removing it off the top of your mouth, if it's there, if you choose to, and bringing awareness to our cheeks, to our nose, to our eyebrows, to our forehead, just allowing our cheeks, our nose, our eyebrows, and our forehead to relax. 
and bring awareness even to your ears and allow your ears to relax and your entire head, your crown, with the exhale, allowing that to relax as well. And continuing to breathe as you allow your entire body to relax, yet your mind to stay awake, to stay vigilant. And so, as we continue to connect with our breath, we'll gently begin by bringing ourselves into our senses, into our environments, imagining ourselves in a field. And in the distance, we see the tree. Yet before we get there, let us first connect with our sensations, connecting to the dirt underneath us, feeling the dirt in our toes, the cool earth, the energy of it running up through our feet into our body. And even the grass maybe is at waist height, feeling it on your fingertips feeling the breeze of the air on your skin and any smells you can smell in this moment. And you see the tree at a distance and you can see people already gathered around it. And above the tree, you see the paradigm shift sigil floating almost as a form of energy in itself, breathing in its own way. It's, it's there, strong and bold, and yet calm and confident as a portal, as a beacon. And you observe the tree and the sigil and also the sky. And you notice that though the sky is filled with stars, you can see right into space, yet it is not necessarily dark. And so we begin to move ourselves towards the dream tree. And you can either imagine yourself walking there or gently floating there at your choice. And as we get closer to the dream tree, as we have done before, take this moment to visualize it in as much richness and detail in this moment as you can, as you choose to. And so imagining it as something magical. And it doesn't necessarily have to be anything bigger than you choose to make it. Seeing the tree as a symbol, as a symbol for our connection, as a symbol for ancient wisdom, as a symbol for the earth itself. And so you imagine yourself being near the tree, other people hanging out there, talking to one another, even playing drums and dancing, gathering like a small ceremony, a small celebration, a small festival of community. And with everyone else doing their own thing, you take a moment here to intimately connect with the tree yourself. You look up at its branches underneath. You see the leaves in the canopy. And then... Close enough to it, you reach your hands forward and put your hands against the bark of it. And as you do this, you breathe in the feeling of the tree. Huh, that's funny. You breathe in 
the breath of the tree itself. So feel your hands on the trunk of the tree, on the bark, feeling the texture of it. And as you breathe, feel the breath of the tree moving in through your palms. And in the same time, you imagine your breath moving into the tree as well. As you do this, you pour your love into the tree. And then you can imagine yourself standing closer to the tree, even putting your forehead up against it, even hugging it if you choose to. And just allow yourself to be here present. And in this moment, what you are doing from a multidimensional metaphysical perspective is that you are filling your tree with intention and with love. And as you do, you give it life and you make it into something that can be experienced for yourself and for others. So pour essence into the tree. Pour love into the tree as you receive the love from it. This tree has an ancient wisdom to it. This tree is as old as time itself. And you stand here hugging it. And you hear it. You hear anything that it may say to you, be it in language or simply in emotion. And so connect here with the tree for a few more moments, intimately as you choose, even stepping back from it if you want or continuing to hug it and just observing it everywhere that you look at it. It's like you are crystallizing it. It's like you are molding it into this reality. Every time you observe it, it brings it into more form. So take this moment patiently to spend this opportunity with the tree, sitting underneath it, and just being grateful for what it is and for what it represents. And you look around you and you see the other dreamers here. You see the other shifters who are in this space, even in this moment, as we are here, we simultaneously are also there. And so acknowledging this place as a gathering point for like-minded spirits and souls to come together, to learn, to share, to celebrate. And so continue to breathe here, even visualizing the roots of the tree going deep into the earth as you visualize the roots of your own tree inside of you going into the earth and seeing the tree as a mirror for you, seeing you as the tree that just happens to be in human form. And in this process, you hear the tree ask of you, asking of you, to continue to do whatever it is that you need to do as part of your journey to carry the ancient wisdom forward, to bring more magic into the dream for more to experience and know. 
And so in this moment, you continue to breathe as we get ready to slowly transition our way back out of this meditation, yet really making this moment as visceral as possible so that you can return to it intentionally in your own meditation while going to sleep or during your waking state. So feel the texture of the tree. Feel the texture of the dirt around you. Hear the ambience of the sounds of the people in the presence of it. Even feel the texture of everything in this moment of the air, of the bark, of any of the leaves that you can reach and touch hanging off the branches. And so continuing to breathe slowly, gently position yourself sitting underneath the tree, even with your back to it, gently propped up against it and taking another moment here to bring in gratitude, to bring in love through your breath. And as you imagine yourself sitting underneath the tree, even smiling in this moment in your meditation and physically as well, excited about the prospect of being able to return here to meet the other shifters here and in the back of your mind, visualizing the paradigm shift sigil, though it is floating above the tree, it is still in your mind's eye. It in itself is a symbol of the mind's eye, of the portal in the stargate that is a part of who we are. And so as you imagine yourself sitting and meditating under the tree, just take a couple more breaths and we'll continue to imagine this beyond this meditation, keeping it real, keeping it alive. It is always alive. And with your breath, slowly begin to bring your awareness back to your body in your meditation and transitioning into the physical body of where you are now. And carrying forward with you gratitude and intention, stating to the universe, saying to it that you have the intention to return. That you have the intention to receive the further gifts from the tree, knowing that your conversation with it continues. And so carrying the gratitude in your heart, bring your awareness through your breath back to your physical body. And with deep inhales and deep exhales, you can slowly begin to transition yourself back to the awareness of where you are and gently wiggle your toes and your fingers. And when you're ready, you can slowly open your eyes and return your awareness to the space around you. And so it is. Awesome, guys. We'll just take your time coming out of that. Welcome back. And uh, thank you again for taking that moment to collectively put your focus 
on feeding, on, on nurturing the vision of that tree, that, that dream is, is literally like, it's, it's a beautiful thing to think about like what we're doing from a very hyperdimensional level of like pouring our love into the mold that is this tree and filling it up. And, and again, I, I am like the fact that we're called to do this for me is like a way of like reflecting that, like, yes, this is worth doing. This is real. This is like something that is like opening us up to some very exciting potentials. Awesome stuff. Okay, guys. With that said, we're going to get close to uh, wrapping up this meditation in the next few moments. Um, <laughs> yeah, so typical dream class fashion where I'm just like, yeah, we'll like aim for 1 a.m. And it's almost 2 a.m. now, which is totally cool. <laughs> that means we just have a lot to talk about and there's always a lot more to talk about as well. So um, just opening up the microphones, if any of you guys want to share anything uh, that you thought of related to the dream tree meditation that we just did or any general comments and feedback uh, related to this broadcast or any just uh, general gratitude that you want to express express for, for the team as well, please feel free to, to do that. And uh, as I said, we'll, we'll, we'll finish up this meditation in the next couple of moments or this broadcast in the next couple of moments. So if any of you guys, what, how is the, how is that for you guys, the micro dream meditation, anybody have any like extra things that they noticed or anything like that, or anything that you guys might want to share? Like did, can you hear me? Okay. Yep. Michael, go ahead. Oh, well, it was really interesting. I had no idea like the levels that I'd be able to, I mean, I really got into it. Um, I mean, it, it, most meditations, I would say, you know, I I try to get into it. But, I mean, this one, I really got into it. And, um, like, you know, when you said, you know, try to breathe the the tree's breath. I mean, it was like the – I could see – I could see the breath of the tree coming out like smoke from a dragon or something. You know, and I was breathing it in and it was like all these different colors of the breath. You know, I mean, it was a really interesting breath. It was like, you know, kind of like, you know, sometimes, um, you know, in the cold and stuff, you know, you're talking and you and uh, or, or you're just breathing and you can see, you know, like the the uh, smoky. Uh, it, it looks like smoke, you know, coming out of people's mouth. That's how it was with the tree. It's like the tree was, the tree's breath looked like smoke, but I mean, it was, it was uh, healthy. Uh, it was just the way they breathed. And it was a, a different color. And it was just, it was really interesting. I felt really connected with that tree. Awesome. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for sharing. Mm -hmm. I like is that. that. Is that normal? <laughs> that's that's good. That's I, I think that's that's what we're aiming for. So that's cool. Maybe maybe at the same time the tree is like meditating about us, you know? The tree's the tree's like meditating about us, meditating about it or something like that. The tree has called yeah. us into this moment. So <laughs> that's cool. In my past life I was a tree. The tree is my spirit <laughs> animal. Um, 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's <laughs> let's uh, let's um, get ready to wrap this up. But again, anybody else who just wanted to either talk about the meditation or just any gratitude that you guys just want to express, any feedback is always appreciated in terms of making uh, evolving these broadcasts for the entire team. So again, I really appreciate you guys coming and really just thinking about this as practice. This is really just practice, guys. Talking about talking about this stuff and so forth. Um, I just anybody... want to say hello and goodbye and. Oh, hey. All of you. <laughs> hey, KJ. Good to see you. Hey, I um, I just want to tell you, though, I did switch my Facebook. Yes, I so, saw that message. Yeah, okay, I, did, cool. I did. I thought I replied to it, but if I didn't. No, I, I, I haven't checked, so that's fine. Okay, Thank you. So, cool. yeah, good to see everyone. Glad you guys had a good time. I wish I could be here earlier, but it's always beautiful to know I can even show up late and at least catch a little bit of wisdom. So, thanks. <laughs> Thanks, man. Awesome. Play more, play more wisdom, play more where that came from. So, um, sweet. Okay. Uh, did, um, Buffy, you have your microphone open. Did you want to say anything? And if not, that's totally cool. Guys, so I had to plug in and, and take off the video, but thank you so much before you talked about, uh, walking or sort of the tree. I was already like in the process of gliding. So that was pretty cool that I've ever done that. Um, and then when I reached out to touch the tree, I felt as if I became one with the tree. Um, it was a really beautiful experience. Thank you for that. Say one thing. I was listening to Terrence McKenna. He said that DMT peaked at 4 a.m. naturally in the brain. And that also, ironically, that we, that's when the um, REM peaked as well. And I'm not sure, you know, I didn't like do my own research into that, but um, he also says that dissolving the boundary between waking and sleeping is a classical shamanic technique for entry into the invisible world. So I just thought that was cool, just wanted to share that. Thank you very much. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, uh, I, we'll have to, we'll have to like channel Terrence McKenna on to, as a guest into one of these broadcasts at some point. Um, but yeah, I think, oh man, I found a link I actually posted in the Slack chat today, um, of like a, an archive on Terrence McKenna talks. It's like literally like hundreds and hundreds of hours of Terrence McKenna. Um, if people don't know who Terrence McKenna is, definitely go check him out. Uh, he's got the a lot of stuff. The mind is expanding at an exponential rate. Um, <laughs> we that are the alien. I was afraid when the, when the cleaning lady and the was the oh, landlord that. had opened the door. <laughs> and everything was filling out and into the, the room with me. No and the landlady is complaining about the money and. The fractal geometric patterns are rotating around her. <laughs> yeah. sorry. Good stuff. All right. I always like the little elves and gnomes. Yes, yeah. yes, the little elves and the gnomes that were made that were like made out of stone and plant matter and were robotic and were bio. Like <laughs> yes. all four of those things. Well, you know That's what, guys? Stone weird well, uh, and the the messiah they were searching for actually turned out to be a mushroom. 
yeah with um guys just as a prelude you know again like leading up to uh the destiny school next week um do some terrence mckenna research because the topic again is ufos aliens and entities entities mm. is a pretty broad topic so i mean when is that one next thursday so we can get talking about like the dnt entities or, or the elf entities or anything anything like that there's lots of different types so um yeah cool. stay tuned for that just as a little little give people a little something to look forward to there um very good cool. that okay. you're doing those topics though that's like the whole core of my being are those topics like oh yeah weird oh, definitely ufos and like Hans mckenna psychedelic shamanism yeah. it's crappy yeah. stuff totally. it's all the very core of me Totally. I hear it, man. It's the very core of all of us, I think. So. Yes. Yes. All right, guys. Um, okay. Just again, <sighs> any, any like last call on anybody you just want to share anything for the team or any message out there for the other dreamers waking up, please feel free to do that. Or again, if you just want to express gratitude uh, for, for what it is that we got going on and stuff. Um, cool okay all right well uh guys thank you again so much for for being here my gratitude infinitely extends towards you guys for being a part of this project for co-creating this for hearing the call and uh again for 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 choosing to be the change that you wish to see in the world that is essentially uh, a big part of what this project is about so again your your little assignment between this broadcast and future broadcasts is to really go out there to talk to other people to to start putting attention to your own dream process to start writing down your dreams to let the universe know that you want to experience those vibrant experiences within your dreams if that's something that you feel called to do and uh as always being able to help build the tribe where you are and uh yeah it's a it's a very very exciting thing so keeping it shifty is what this is about so Cool guys, let's uh, let's wrap this up and uh, yeah, let's let's go to sleep. And as we fall asleep, reminding you guys to uh, practice visualizing the dream tree as you fall asleep, and even during the day, and even try drawing it. You know, do whatever you can, and uh, that is my intention: is to be able to meet you guys there at the dream tree. And I know, I know that on a multi-dimensional level, we are already there. So it's a matter of like catching up aligning and syncing up with that multidimensional aspect of ourselves, and then we'll have a we'll get there and we'll have a party and we'll smoke dmt underneath the dream yes. tree <laughs> that's to that's a topic to in dreams, itself right like so we can talk to the dream tree smoking dmt and yeah i'm down Stay with that tuned. that's 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 what we'll talk about that next week if uh, like seriously that like wow that is something to work, work towards right like getting lucid in a dream and being able to like smoke dmt in a dream imagine but again, we'll, tonight, yeah. well yeah I'm go ahead man. go ahead tonight. like that's that's totally possible let's uh let's make it happen so yeah and and again like you are like you are dmt to begin with you know so. what i'm yeah. gonna do yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna manifest that through my dreams <laughs> go for it man uh, make it possible i i 100 support you in doing that so yeah, that's what that's that's what me and uh, my good friend Tony were talking about. We're talking about finding buttons if we're gonna do buttons in the in the dream. <laughs> finding shift buttons in the dream and stuff like that. No, no, no. We're talking about buttons like cactus peyote buttons. buttons. Oh, yeah. oh, okay, peyote buttons. Gotcha, gotcha. But in yes. the dream. Gotcha, gotcha. Even better. I think that that would be very interesting, like to. 
I mean, it would be a full pineal gland activation of some sort, right? I oh, mean, yeah. to be being in the dream state to be so lucid, or to to at least like have an experience would be awareness enough to have, you know, whether it's like psilocybin or DMT or whatever, and then to, and to experience that in the dream, even on top of the dream. That's interesting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The cool thing that about way. it is the throwing up won't be so bad because <laughs> yeah, think of all the benefits of not having to clean up your bed in the morning and stuff. So, yes. all right. So yeah, again, you know, for all the people listening to this, yeah, one of the perks of like studying your dreams is being able to do DMT in them. So theoretically, so yeah, <laughs> it's good to have those extra motivating factors. Awesome, guys. Okay, let's uh, get ready to wrap this up. And uh, yeah, thank you guys so much again. I'm not sure where Kyle went, but but that's okay. And uh, yeah, we're going to just finish this broadcast uh, by simultaneously saying farewell, good night, and much love to the people of the internet. So guys, please join me. And again, thank you so much, everyone, for joining in. ParadigmShiftCentral.com, Team Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Brendan Colton. Stay tuned for future broadcasts. Check out more of the main website. Check out the question.